You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Phantomaniacs, and welcome to what what is probably one of the most big and special shows of the year uh, for me, because it's something where, well, one, we don't have a whole lot of them left to go, I'm afraid. This is it. This is the big year. If you've been listening, you know that at the beginning of the year, we do the Masters of the Universe Classics episode, where we look at the past year of releases from Mattel's uh, MattyCollector.com Masters of Universe Classics subscription line. And it was our very first episode of the podcast, which will be normally uh, or available through the normal methods soon. I, I just haven't gotten around to republishing it, but it's going to happen soon, so you'll be able to listen to that one. But it's time. It's time to look at 2014 and what happened with the line. And, of course, I would never, ever do this without... My lovely co-host, Mr. Bo Brown. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Greetings, everyone out there in podcast land. I've been super excited about doing this episode because not, you know, not only do I just enjoy talking to you in general, but when you're talking Masters of the Universe, I, I think it's really some of the most compelling stuff that we do because you're so enthusiastic. You know, the, the product and the characters in the franchise so well, I think it makes for some of our best episodes. Well, thank you. I like to think that I'm interesting to listen to when I am passionate about things. You can get me talking about puppets and He-Man, and I, I believe I'm entertaining. I think we, if we ever have reason to do a telethon... Sign me up. <laughs> ...podcast, puppets and He-Man are, are the topic, and, and we will just phone. go for a day. It'll be great. And somebody will make a He-Man puppet. Yeah. I've thought about making Universal. an Orco marionette that, like, floats around. Oh, that would be great. And I don't even like Orco, but that would be great. Well, you know, you want it to, like, make sense. Yeah, it's yeah, like, absolutely. How do you use the puppet to make it fulfill something that, you know, a person in a costume wouldn't be able to do as well? Marionettes can fly. People can. Like, say, Gwildor, for instance. Right. <laughs> but we'll get to him later. Um, this one, uh, take it away, man. This this is all yours. Let's all right. let's. Well, do it. Uh, this was 2014. This is the last year before the official end of uh, the line in 2015, where we'll wrap up the vintage line. So this is a year where the roadmap had been rewritten, and we started to see figures uh, condensed so that they could wrap up the line in 2015. So. As 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 Scott Knightlick, Toy Guru, uh, said, if you if you if you got a figure in in this in this year and you didn't get them, then you're gonna get them in 2015. If we got Tongue Lasher this year, you're gonna get Squeeze next year. 
You know, we, we have a pretty – based on what we got this year, we've got a pretty good idea of what we're going to get next year if you just do the math. Then you say, okay, these are the figures that are left in the vintage line. And then the specific limitations on um, the She-Ra figures, the, uh, the, the sort of A-list uh, New Adventures characters and A-list filmation and other media like the mini comics and the golden books. So that's what we've got. So we've got a lot of really strong stuff that had had been stretched out when the roadmap had been stretched out to like 2018 or whatever. These last two years are sort of like all the goodies crammed into two years. And I think that's made for an exceptionally strong year, uh, along with the inclusion of the POP, Sheer Princes of Power add-on sub. So now where are we? With the she, because I've always been a little, you know, I was never totally familiar with the original Shira line. I've watched a bunch of the cartoon since we started doing this, but as far as the original Shira figures, I mean, are we getting all of those as well? Yes, we will get every original character figure. So that means not variants. So right, we're not right. So get not Chow not like or right, right. Starburst, um, Shira. But we are going to get every individual character that got a figure. And, wow, that's wild. You know, originally the, all the Shira characters had been spread out across the entire line, and one of the ways that they were able to sh- condense the line back in two years uh, was by having the the Princess of Power add-on sub. So we have lots of really awesome ladies this year, and we're going to include them in chronological order along with the cla- the regular classic subscription as we. Now before before we uh get full on into last year, let me ask you something about this year since we're now in 2015. Uh it seems like they're being a little coy about whether or not there would be a secondary subscription this year. If if there was, what do you think it could be? There are a lot of theories. Um you know, part of me some people say that they could do a DC Comics line uh, sub, so it would be as the characters are currently appearing in the DC Comics series. I, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, and I and I I'm interested in that idea because that's that's what that's the current property. That's what He Man has. That's new, right? Right. You know, it, it's it, we you know we didn't have a comic book when this line started. There was nothing when this line started. There was just yeah. these toys and. Um, Scott Nylick has said that the whole reason that they have the bios was so that there was something something for fans to talk about other than just figures showing up in little white boxes in the mail. Yeah, That was the purpose of the bios, was to actually get people excited and talking about things, um, even if it was contentious. So so I think that um, that the, the, the comic is a little less likely... Because I think they're trying to finish it out. So if you're going to add on a sub in 2015, I think it's going to be a way to try to squeeze more figures in. Mm -hmm. So I would lean more towards maybe another Filmation line. Because there were um, a lot of Filmation characters. When the Filmation line sub was released, the roadmap was still all the way out. Right, right. You got people like Nephew... And some people who are maybe not the like bit like more highly demanded characters because they're like, oh well, we don't want to give out Lord Mask and and um, you know Voltak and some of the people other who more- could reasonably end up in the sub, like the main sub. Right. So 
they could, but I think that the, there's a chance they might just tack on the filmation sub um, this year to to help squeeze those filmation characters in. Um, there's a lot sure. of different ways it could go. Uh, we won't know until we know, um, but that's certainly. I don't think you'll see like a new adventures sub to to do the sort of beat like C and D list um, new adventures characters. I think that's just not going right. to happen, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not losing any sleep over really obscure new adventures characters that aren't really that popular or in demand. Um, but we're going to see the wrap up of every He-Man figure that had a had a figure from the original line, and you're going to see all the Shira figures, and then you're going to see a smattering of uh, of those others. But as far as if we have an extra add-on sub, I think that the goal would be to to squeeze more demanded figures in because that's the problem with finishing the vintage line is that there are characters that never had figures um, that were like filmation characters or early concept design characters that they would want to do right that, they, that are maybe more in demand than some of the act like Rotar like the Twistoids is anybody like does anybody really really like need Rotar I had Rotar as a kid I have nostalgia for him but he's not like Really at the top of my list. If they don't make him, it's not going to crush you. But they will. They have to. Right. They made the promise. Yeah, yeah. Every original yeah. He-Man figure that had a figure, even the variants. So we're going to get Buzzsaw Hordak, even though we don't need another Hordak variant. We're going to get it because that was the deal they made to the fans. Now, what do you? What about uh, what? What were the two crazy He-Man and Skeletor? The final release. The was it laser, laser light He-Man Skeletor and Skeletor? I feel very confident that they will be the holiday end of year holiday item of, oh, of yeah, 2015. Yeah. I feel they were yeah. the last figures of the line, and I feel I feel very confident they will be the last figures of 2015. I put money on it. That's that would be great. Yeah, yeah, that would totally make sense. The only other thing that I can imagine them doing would be making them the San Diego exclusive. See that, but that almost seems like. Because the San Diego exclusive has has been things, for the most part, that were odd and outside of the norm. Well, it was a way for them to fit. Two. It was a way for them to fit things in. Like, I mean, you know, look at the look at the Comet Warriors. You know, right? They didn't. They made them the San Diego figures so that people didn't get stuck with them in the sub who didn't want them because they knew they weren't that right. highly demanded. They can make them an exclusive, and then the people who wanted to get them could, and people wouldn't be, you know. Bringing out the port, the torches and the pitchforks like they did with the Star Sisters. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I wonder what. What if? Uh, I don't know if I would want this or not because I like them as a novelty. Um. The the oh gosh, Meteorbs? I can't remember what they're called now. We'll come. Yes, okay. yes. Thank you. From what I've heard, the meteorbs might you might get like one. I think that you might get one like imp, like a pack right. in, but you right, not right, get all right. of them. That makes they, sense. they do not count as figures; they count as accessories. Okay, um, okay. So they, so they don't. I think that they'll get. They're going to get a nod to them. And I heard something on uh, the Roast Google podcast that makes me think that they are going to be featured in one of the last of the mini comics. Which they already were. They were already featured in the last mini comic, and I think they're going to see him again in the mini comics. But okay. I think I think that we're going to get a nod to them by getting like one or two, but you will not get all of them. Okay. And I'm fine with that. 
Well, and you know that we, we should, we should probably get into 2014 because you know when we're going to discuss 2015. That's true. We're going to discuss that on the Toy Fair episode of the Needless Things podcast, which will be just over a month away. How exciting is that? That's, that's crazy. That is soon. We, we are so close to Toy Fair happening and, you know, not everything, but lots of plans, uh, for this line probably coming to light. It's, it's going to be very interesting and I'm super stoked. About I don't, it. I mean, we're going to see, I, I don't know. I think that what you're going to see at Toy Fair is exactly what you expect. You're going to see all the figures that we know we're going to get with maybe a couple of surprises. I, I would think, cause it seemed, I think last year they kind of held the big guns back for, uh, Comic Con. Like I, I, what you said is exactly right. At Toy Fair, we saw everything we knew was coming and I think maybe they had one, one announcement type deal. They might because announce, this if there's an add-on sub, they might announce it then. Right. But the, the thing about, you know, this line, is that they're not selling it to retailers, which is which is essentially what Toy Fair is about, is the toy companies pitching their stuff to retailers. And that's, you know, obviously not what this line is about. So it's a little different for, well, for Mattel dealing with this. You know, I mean, that's the thing is, is that's when the sub goes on sale. So it's, right. it, you are selling it. You're selling it to the subscribers. You're not selling it to retail, but you're, you got to get in there and you got to sell strong and show people enough that they're going to want to buy into the sub. Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, it's good for them to save their big stuff for Comic Con. So let's see what happened last year. Where did we start? We started off incredibly strong, in my opinion. We started off with the, with the last real major evil warrior that we, uh, I mean, I think high profile evil warrior, um, yeah. which was too bad. Um, too bad looks great. Uh, he's exactly, you know, there was a lot of speculation about Too Bad, whether or not he would, uh, be like a three pack or, um, with Tuvar and Badra from, from the right. 2000 cartoon. And I think what we got is exactly what we should have got. You know, he had a, he had a completely new torso. Um, fantastic, by the way. They, they, it's funny. I feel like the four horsemen almost cheated a little bit with that torso because they, they threw in a little more character than we usually see in this line. Like their, their stylized dynamic. I felt this looked more like a, a, a four horseman style figure yeah. than a lot of them do. And granted, they designed the whole line, but if you look at the 2002 line, that's the four horsemen. Oh yeah. That was the line where they got to do exactly what they wanted to do with those designs and characters and everything. Yeah, and and I feel it. like too bad is they, they really nailed it with. Yeah, him. he looks fantastic. Um, my only gripes with him is that he's just missing just a, a just a couple of more paint apps. Would have put him over yeah, the top. on his armor. Just a little more, like the little like if the if the little studs on his boots had 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 a little bit of extra paint. Um, yeah. and he had no deco on a shield, um, or he had a little, just a little bit, but not, not enough. Um, other than that, he's, he's exactly, you know, we did all the speculation. They're like, oh, what are they going to do him? How are they going to do him? How are they going to do him? And he's exactly like they should have done. Well, I'll say this. I 
would be thrilled if they offered Tuvar and Badra as a Comic Con exclusive. Oh, yeah. That I, I I would be giddy happy with that because I love that episode of the 2002 cartoon. I really liked the sort of expansion of that character, and, and I, I just I would love to have those figures. Yeah, I would, yeah but they're that. not they're not part of the original line. So you yeah. Know. Well, I think that's what you'll see. I mean, unless they make the Twistoids the exclusive, which would be basically exactly like what they did with the Comet Warriors. I don't think that you'll see, well, unless they do, unless they do laser light, the laser lights, but I, I, I still feel very confident those will be the last two figures of 2015. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think those will be, I mean, obviously everything's part of the line, but I think they'll be official part of the sub. Like I think yeah. they will be the, the close. I think they would make, I think that Tuvar and Badger would make a very good pick for 2016. Yes. That's yeah, when, depending cause on. Cause that's when you're going to start getting all the weird stuff. Well, and they seem to have made it very clear that if if the demand is there, that there will be a line in 2016. It will not be called Masters of the Universe Classics, but that it will continue on. And that, to me, is is exciting. But we, we can well, talk we more about that Well, we have to sub into it. We had to sub into it if we wanted to have right. it. And, right. And there's a very good chance that with the dwindling sub numbers and the rising cost of figures, 2016 is not a guarantee. Oh no! Not, not by, at all. Not, not at by all. a long shot. I mean, will the community will really have to rally? And I think that you know, with the minis and the giants and all that business, that I don't think that's doing twenty sixteen any favors. No, it's not. It's certainly not. And I, I've got to say, I you know, I feel bad that I totally forgot about the cutoff date for the mini sub uh, for this yeah. year, but it missed it by such a wide margin. It did. That I mean, it, it, there was no possibility, and I hate it because I love those figures. I've got my little tiny gray skull and all my guys set yeah. up all around. I'm it. playing, I I'm playing them. them with my boy, and he loves them. You know, they're because they're just they're little and they're so iconic. It's you got the crab guy and you got the king guy. Like King Gray Skull is just yeah. the king to him. You know, yeah. he's not King Gray Skull. He's not or he's he's not King He Man. He's he's just he's just his king. His his yeah. badass looking little king. You know. Um, and so, and that was always, you know, and that's exactly what He-Man is about. You got your crab guy, you got your spider guy, you got your frog, you know, your frog guy, you've got everything you could imagine all under one awesome, magical, laser-toting world. Uh, you know. <laughs> lasers. Lasers and dinosaurs and magic. <laughs> oh gosh, um, that's the one, that's the one regret I guess I'm probably always gonna have is we never got to see any of the dinosaurs in this line. Well, we got Bionatops in the comics, in the mini comics. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, but, but, uh, I, man, I just, I want the toys. I know, I know. Bionatops would be awesome. Tyrant, or Tyrannus, Tyrant, what was he? What was he? Tyrannosaur. Right? would be incredible, but, man, not gonna happen. No, no, you know? no. I mean, I, I would definitely, you know, not as much as I love those, I would want a Rotan way more. I would want the Rotan, I would want the, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. That to me, that's my that's my one pick. So if we get one more vehicle, it'd be the Rotom. Yeah, because you need you need something to square off against the Windrunner. Yeah, and the the bad guys yeah. have like nothing. You know. Yeah. We've got like they've got a they've got a bad jet. They've got the Griffin. That's well, the it. Griffin. That's true. They got the Griffin. Um, but that's not a classic toy. No, no, not at all. All right, so let's move on. Um, so then yes. we move on to February. 
where we had a great month in February because we got Glimmer, uh, extremely fan-demanded POP character. She is core, core, core member of Shira's team. You know, yeah. uh, I, you know, she's the, she's the man at arms of, of, of Shira. Totally, totally critical to the storyline of, of the franchise. Yes. She's, you know, she's the leader of the rebellion before, before Shira came along. She's a powerful magic user. Um, I think she looks great. She's exactly what she is. She's, she's not complicated. She's simple. She comes with her, uh, original character staff, which is, um, a pretty cool sculpt. I mean, it's a big, it's a big piece. Uh, and then she yeah. came with a cool little clear crystal ball that I've got a little bit of sticky tack that holds it in her hand. Um, and she looks good. Mine's, mine, I feel like mine's a little wall-eyed, but, uh, and her hair really prevents a lot of, um, and that's the problem with the ladies, you know, is a lot of their hair prevents a lot of head posing. Actually, actually, you know, now that I play with her, her head movement is not nearly as bad as some of the others. Yeah, they, it seems like on the female figures, they gave a little bit of extra neck Art, a little head articulation so you can kind of move around the hanging hair a yeah. little bit like it seems to work pretty well but I still say in a perfect world in an ideal line the princess power figures would have come with two heads one with rooted hair and one with plastic sculpted hair I, I could I can get behind that um, I think that that would be cost prohibitive oh certainly and that's why we didn't yeah. get it and I would also say that if any of the like custom guys out there that are making, you know, uh, different weapons, different heads and stuff to go with this line wanted to make those heads with rooted hair, I think there'd be a market for them. A small one, but yeah, like, I can see it. Like, spy, was spy, spy monkey? Is that who makes the, all the weapons and stuff? They make, I mean, there's a bunch of different groups out there, but they're, spy yeah, yeah. one of them, yeah. I, I I don't think it would be a, a bad idea to at least investigate the costs involved in making alternate heads for the Princess of Power. I'll ask you this question. Have you ever punched hair? Have I ever punched hair? Which is the process that you call it when you when you oh, insert the oh. hair into something? Uh, no, I've not, nor would I want to because I don't like having holes in my fingers. I don't recommend it. It is, it is extremely, <laughs> extremely time-consuming. Uh, and very, very difficult to do. I have not done it, but I have watched them do it on Face yeah. Off, which I thoroughly enjoy as a television show, and it seems like a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's not fun. Not fun. But, you know, if you pay some, you know, four-year-old kids in Malaysia to do sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah. That's that's different. Then, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Glimmer, I think Solid definitely was, um, n- you know, needed. Um, certainly needed. I, I dug her. Yeah. I... As I said, she's an absolutely essential character. The figure, she's got purple, so I like yeah. her. Not super exciting to look at, but but I had to have. I think she, I think she really looks great in the group. You no, know, she yes, she looks great in the group and rounds out the group. Um, and well, and she looks exactly like she's supposed right, to look precisely. Uh, and then oh boy, oh boy, I was right. We come to Modulok. Um dude. Let's, t- let's all take a moment. Let's have a little moment here for the glory and majesty that is Modulok. I'll go ahead and say it right out of the gate here. I'll get it out of the way. Um, if you go to needlessthingsite.com and you look at my best of 2014 list, Modulok got best toy of the year. And he is by, by a huge margin. Nothing 
came close to Majulok. Yeah, you know, and when you when you get the horde together on a shelf, those figures as a as a as a unit, there are so many unbelievably strong figures that are just the, some of the strongest figures of the line are yeah. are in the horde. You've got you know Modulok, and, and in my opinion, figure of the year last year was Mantena. Just those two alone on the shelf together are amazing. Yeah, um, and the, but then you throw in Leech, oh, yeah, and you, you throw in Grizzlor. Grizzlor, who had hair, who did have the yeah. hair, and then and we'll yeah. get to Scorpia later. And I mean, they're just and I still think Catra is one of the best looking figures, uh, best one of the best looking ladies of this line too. Uh, and the Shadow and, Weaver, and I mean, and Mosquito. I mean, and and you, they're all aside, maybe aside from uh, Mantena, they're all genuinely. Scary. I think Mantena's scary. He's Dude, creepy. if you ran into Montana in an alley, okay, I would shit, my shit pants. your pants, and then your and then your shit would shit another pair of pants, <laughs> so that those pants could also be shitted. You're right. He's fucking scary. You would do You're one of those right. things. things the horse, like you would. If you ran into Merman, you'd probably laugh a right. little bit. But anybody in the horde, you you would shit your pants and run the other there, way. There, there. Oh, imp. Maybe. I mean, imp might not be scary, but. I, you know what? Imp is tiny and creepy and would cause me mental right. problems. He would like so turn into even, something, even imp. you know, innocuous. Like glass of right. Water. I'd, I'd be going to sit right. on the toilet and then the toilet would exactly. laugh at me and it would be imp and I would shit right. on imp. Right. Uh, so, so Modulok, I will, I will say that I, I did, uh, get on the, the, the Black Friday sale and I was able to order two extra Modulok. So I have three Modulok. You lucky son of a bitch. But I will tell you what. Uh oh. Having had three modulogs, <laughs> I, I, I only opened I opened the second one, but I didn't open the third one because I had my friend Jack Fields, um, who who loves toys and especially really really grotesque toys. He had this dream of making a modulog crown, the crown of modulogs, and I yes. thought I can do that. I've got three that surely that's enough. But I will tell you what. It is very difficult. There, there are no pieces that allow you to really like attach one full oh, to another. Right. There's right. just no. There's the, the way that the, the way that the connector pieces are made. You can only get so far before you just have a bunch of arms you'd, and legs. You'd have to cheat. Yeah. It. You, you need to like yeah. rubber. You'd have you'd have to take the little clear rubber bands and you have to rubber band the arms and legs together. Yeah. And I was I was honestly really I was really disappointed. I was really. You know what you can do with that third modulock? Uh, so the third modulock's just in the box because once I realized I couldn't you, make you, the crown and I had two out already. I know somebody who would probably offer you a little bit of money for that third modulock. I'm just yeah? saying. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I started I making. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. You can make some really cool stuff with two, but you kind of run out of. You run out of pieces to attach yeah. the third one to. Because the, con- the connection right. points are just kind of like there's only yeah. so Yeah, so um, it would be – I mean it would be great if uh, that's something customizers should do. They should make some joiner pieces, some just like really simple little joiner pieces that maybe allow you to, to attach something else more. Because you just <laughs> run out. You just get to the end. You get to a head or you get to an arm and a leg. Because he's all legs. He's nothing but legs. And right, you just right. get to the legs, and you're like, okay, well, shit, now I'm done. There's nowhere to go from here. Um, 
They could call it Morgy Lock. Yeah. And they'd be good. So I've got, a, I've got a big Ziploc, giant size Ziploc bag here full of Moduloc parts and, and, uh, I, 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 I was just, I couldn't achieve my dream of, of, uh, well, Jack's dream. I couldn't achieve Jack's dream. So that was. Well, that's, that's okay that is, because still having, having two is still good because that way you've got, you can have Moduloc and then you can have his, like you should have enough parts between two to have two regular standing two-legged figures and a modulop, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And see that's what I want. That's I I want enough to have modulop and then a figure for each of the different yeah. heads. Oh yeah, you can do that with with two. I would say very confident. Yeah, yeah. Um so still amazing. I still love to play with him. And and that's that seems to be the consensus for a you know, he's so amazing looking just as a character, but then B that people just keep playing with him. He doesn't sit on the shelf. Well, and he's he's sturdy and supports that play. You don't have to worry about how many times you've popped the joints in and out. You don't have to worry about anything breaking or tearing off. Like he's very he is he is a toy. Yes, absolutely. Um so yay for Modulok, amazing figure. Great figure contender for Toy of the Year. Um, and speaking of which, and I want you to think about this as we're going through. At the end, I want us to do best male, best female, and then best overall figure. Okay. Sure. Um, sure. Then that brings us to March, where we had Hydron, uh, who is the man at arms of New Adventures. Um, he was the leader, pretty much the leader of the New Adventures team, besides Seaman. Uh, and I think that they, you know, he's exactly everything you would want in an underwater space guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, he is. Look, I love one of my weaknesses because everybody, um, you know, if, if, particularly if you were a kid in the eighties, I think everybody has sort of a specialty that they, they tend towards and water guys were always oh, yeah? my thing. Like, oh, I love water oh, guys. Cool. Like Max Ray in the Centurions was my guy. I love water stuff. And Hydron hits everything I need about water yeah. guys. He's got a, he's got a weird gun that looks kind of underwatery. He's got fins. He's got a big bubble on his head. He's got a rebreather in front of it. Like he hits all of my eighties kid water guy sweet spots. I love Hydron. He has, I mean, and, and when you, when you really break him down, he's got a ton of new tooling on him. Uh, yes. Really like yes. Other, his, his shoulders, his torso, his upper arms, his hands, and one of his thighs is, is, is the only, you know, uh, pre-existing. He's got new feet, new calves, new writ, new, uh, forearms, uh, new crotch piece, uh, well, crotch sort of armor. He's kind of got that crotch armor cover thing going. Yeah, yeah, um, the little diaper. And thing. then he's got that super cool looking Adam Strange head. Um, you know, Adam Strange underwater kind of head. He he there's a lot going on on this figure and he's easily I think one of my he, well, he's my favorite new adventures guy beyond beyond He-Man. Um, cuz I really do love that Buck Rogers He-Man. He's he's only my yeah. favorite new adventures character. Um, on on the good guy side. Not that there's a lot to contend with, but uh but he's 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 fantastic. He looks great. Um, I was very, very happy with him. Yeah, I, th I think they did a really fantastic job on him. Like I said, he's, he made me happy. He, when, when I'm being, when I get a water guy, 
I'm more inclined to love him, but I'm also going to be a little yeah. more inclined to be critical of him. And they, they nailed it. Uh, then we moved on to the big subscription mystery figure uh, in March, which was the unnamed one. And nobody knew what the unnamed one was going to be until they got him in hand. And for the most part... Or until dicks on the internet. Well, spoiled. you know what? There weren't that many dicks. I no, there say, weren't. Like, in like, a rare you, moment, of, I was able to avoid it. Yeah, it was pretty easy to avoid it, and then and I and I managed to. I'd, I'd heard, you know, sort of rumors, but I, I didn't listen to them. And we got uh, the unnamed one who is the creator, not just the leader, but the creator of the Snake Men. Um, magically created them, and you know, the Snake Men are, are one of the big four factions of, of Motu. Um, and it turns out that he was a sort of renegade Trollin, like Orko. So you've got this cool, evil Trollin who came with two heads and a pretty cool snake staff uh, and a cool energy blast and a little floating stand like Orko. Um, and, you know, he was a very decisive figure. You either You either thought he was cool or you hated the shit out of him. Um, I, for one... I think he's cool as an evil Trollin, and I do have him on my Snake Men shelf, for lack of a better place to put him, but to yeah. me, the Snake Men will always be evil Nazi snake people who follow King Kiss. Right, right. And King Kiss is their king. Yeah. I, here's, here's my view on the unnamed one. Uh, I think he is a very cool figure. I think he looks cool. Uh, I, they did as good a job with making an evil Trollin as they could be expected to do. I think he was sort of a poor choice as the sub-exclusive for just for that. That's not what I want as a sub-exclusive. But in the end, they did as good a job with him as they could have. But... In the end, and I decided I'd rather have seventy dollars than have that figure. Right. And then that, which is what I successfully moved him along for, and I'm quite happy about. I, that. I still like him. I think he's cool. I think if I was a kid, like he would be a super cool figure that could be just like an evil sorcerer guy. Like, yes, I. If I was a kid, I would have used him instead of Orko. I don't know that I even would have made him evil. Uh, I ju he just he just would have been my kick-ass Orko yeah. figure. But he totally has that like sword and sorcery, evil mage, you know, black black yes. mage thing going on. Um, yeah, I think that like when you think you know, because that's that's you know, when I was a kid, we always played with whatever toys we had. And and you mix right. toy lines, and it didn't matter that so and so was from another toy line or whatever. And the, he he's just like a really sweet looking evil wizard guy. Um, at the end of the day, in my opinion, so I I think he looks really cool. I my my you know I don't think he necessarily makes the great leader of the Snake Men. Um, no, no, I think no, no. King Hiss is the de facto leader of the Snake Men for me. Um, but but still a cool figure to have nonetheless. Like. I could see my kid really thinking he was cool and wanting to play with him as when he gets a little older. So, yeah. um, then moving on and anything else on the unnamed one? All right. No, then no. moving on to April, uh, we had one figure that month and it was Blade. Yeah. Yes. Blade are from the 1980s He-Man live action movie. 
the poor man's trap jaw. Um, <laughs> he even has like the trap. I mean, he even has like the jaw thing, you know? Yeah. Um, the poor man's trap jaw, uh, who came out as a beautiful looking figure. Well, okay. He's not really the poor man's trap jaw. He's Hollywood's okay. trap jaw. Fair, yes. Hollywood's, Hollywood's low budget trap jaw. Uh, <laughs> lots of weapons. He's got a funny jaw. He's got some deformities. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic chainmail. Chain some of the, the some of the some of the best, if not the best, armor in the line. I'll put that yes. out there. Almost, it pushes the limits of what fits aesthetically within. It the does line. because he's he's a little more hyper detailed than we're used to, and we're going to see a little more of that. As we move yeah. further into into this year, um, and that yeah. seems to maybe be you know an aspect of the movie that they were like, well, it was real, so we're going to make our movie figures look a little more real, which you know is is in stark contrast to what we had been told for a long time with the 2000X stuff. The hyper you know hyper realistic stuff was not going to be part of the line. We're told that and told right. told that and told that. Until it wasn't the case anymore. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it totally works for him. Like, he, he pushes the limits, but when he is on the shelf, uh, he looks natural next to... It's it's another one of those things where you kind of have to grade it a little bit. Like, you don't want to put him right next to Beast right. Man. But when you put him on the shelf with... Beast Man and Spike Or and you know Extendar and like it it it's uh it's degrees. So he was a master of weapons, so he comes with three accessories. He's got two long swords and the bitchin' laser whip that he used to whip the shit out of He Man. Uh yes. Uh in one of one of the best scenes of the movie. Uh and the whip is super cool. It's got one of your favorites, Phantom, the translucent plastic going on in it. Yes. Um, you know, where he suffered was the, uh, the deco on the swords because we got so much beautiful deco on his armor that the swords came off really flat. And, and yeah, they, they look did. just, they kind of look like they don't fit with the rest of his outfit. Um, but he does have a, a place to hold his weapons, which is something I really like. Uh, on my figures, and that was something that I liked about uh, about Hydron is he had a little loop for his weirdo weapon um, that he could, yeah. that he could hang on there, and he comes with. So you know, I like it when a character is um, like a package, and everything that came with yes. Blade. If you give him the whip in his hand, which of course you will, because it's badass, um, then he can put both swords in his on his on his uh, belt there, and everything that came in the package can rest on the figure. And you don't have. It's very, very important to me that not just this line, but any line that I buy, that every accessory can be stored on the figure, unless it's like an alternate sure. item, like you can use this sword or this sword. But uh, yeah, I, I that's an important. And thing as a there. and as a guy who's the master is a master of weapons, it's important that he can carry him around. Um, yes. So that was that was great. I really appreciated that that he could hold everything, and he looks great. He looks great with with all of it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, big points for Blade. He looks awesome. Uh, and is and they even they even got a good likeness of the actor while staying within the bounds of what this line looks. That's like. true. Um, 
Uh, I think he looks great. And then, so he's one of four movie figures we're going to get. Is it four? three? Well, yeah, if you include Gwildor. No, if you include Gwildor, it's four, right? Because they only did Blade, Sorod, and... Gwildor. And... Gwildor. Did they do... They did the furry one, right? No, because that was Beastman. Not Beastman. I think it was just the three. I think it was just the three. Gosh, you might be right. Yeah, I think it's just the three. So Sorod's the only yeah. one left for the movie figures. Yeah, but I guess you're right. Okay, and Sorod will I mean, lend as himself. much as I want that god Skeletor. And, you know, just, oh. just thinking about it right now, with there being two more mini-comics coming down the road, you could do a story in the mini-comics where Skeletor does obtain some sort of cosmic power, which would then give Mattel the rights to do the God Skeletor figure. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they could figure a way around that. For those who are listening who don't know the deal, um, M- Mattel only has the rights to the movie characters that, that had figures come out back in the day. So they were old, and that was Gwildor, Sarod, and Blade. Um, so you, you're not going to get your Dolph Lundgren He-Man. You're not going to get your bitchin' God Skeletor or your kind of skinny man at arms and and Tila. or your Christina Pickle uh, Sorceress. Darn it! Or your Christina Pickle Sorceress. Although you do have your White Temple of Darkness Sorceress, which is yeah, kind of close. close as we're getting, uh, but not close, but not yeah. close enough. You're not going um, to get your movie Evil in. Um, but if they did a likeness of Skeletor like that in the mini comics, then they would have the rights to make yeah. that figure. So, so just putting that out there. Um, moving on. That brings us to May, where we had two figures. We had a figure and a beast uh, with one of my absolute favorite figures of the year and contender for favorite female of the year, Scorpion. Oh, wow. Well you, well, you don't think so? Uh, I I don't dislike her, but uh, to to that's a that's a strong accolade. She is. Uh, my, I have a couple of small nitpicks with her, but she just looks so badass on the shelf. She's just an evil bondage scorpion lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and is just like people pay money to see this woman. People, men in suits. Paid this woman money to like step on their balls in her high heels. <laughs> that is what she does when she's not working for Skeletor. Would not work. Um, you're not. You're not now, wrong. I'm totally not wrong. Um, my gripes, unfortunately, with her is that in that sort of vein of the bondaginess of her, I kind of wish that all of her black was glossy. She has a little bit of glossy black yeah. on her, but I kind of wish all of it was glossy. And then her her scorpion parts are this kind of pink kind of kind of color it's, that just sort of doesn't. It's not pink and it's red. Not together. the deep, deep glossy red that it should be. Well, but she has the red on the horrid parts of her body, but then she has this pink yeah. and red, pink and black. Like red and black is fine, but red and pink and black looks kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that her tail can't go up over her head. I was really see, I was so disappointed in the tail 
and and I don't dislike the figure. I like her standing on the shelf. I like her as a static figure with the horde, but that tail really let me down. Yeah. Um, she's a scorpion lady. The tail should have been articulated to go up over her head in a striking position. And, and that was, that was a bummer. Um, you know, it's got one point of articulation that you can kind of move it around, but not a whole lot. Um, and if you look at her weapon, her weapon is what the whole rest of her should look like. Yes. It's those really deep, glossy reds and glossy blacks. And, and that's, I think, where she could have really shown. But there's, but she, I mean, if you look at film, the best thing is I think that they, they aired on the side of filmation. Yes. With these colors. And if you look at her face and look at the, and look at the cartoon, she is dead on. Yeah. The, all, dead, dead, dead on. All the of, attitude. All the, the evil the, women. Everything. All the evil women on the Princess of Power cartoon had kind of crazy face. And yeah. they have definitely adapted that into the classics line and on the cartoon and, and, you know, if we ever get high definition updates, I'm sure this will be changed. But when you look at the cartoon, all of the colors are just a little washed out, not as vibrant as, as, you know, they probably would be within the toy line. And like you said, I think they went with that. So, you know, uh, other than that, but like, just as it, like, as translation goes, I think that she was translated from filmation perfectly. She looks like she walked right out of the cartoon. Uh, and that makes her one of my favorite females uh, of the line. Wow. Uh, which is, and that's a, and this is a, this was a year full of great female characters. Um, and maybe I just like the evil ladies. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the guy paying to get my balls stepped on. <laughs> I don't, um, but, uh, but, but just, just really a solid is like the character of the character really came through in the figure. Um, then that moves us on to Battle Lion, who is King Grayskull's steed. Uh, we got to reuse a bunch of Battle Cat parts and came with the added bonus of coming with the uh, armor for 2000X uh, Battle Cat. Yes. So if you've got your original Battle Cat and you want to have a 2000X style Battle Cat, you can totally take those pieces off of uh, Battle Line and do that. I think he looks cool. I've got my King Gary Skull riding him on my like Preternia shelf. Uh, and he looks good. Um, he suffers from a lot of the same problems that a lot of the, the beasts do and that their legs kind of slide out from under them. And Battle Lion is even more guilty of this because his mane makes his head so heavy. Yeah, um, yeah. Sort of, he just droops. His legs kind of sort of can't support the weight. Um, and it's hard to get him into a really good pose without his legs just, there's just not enough friction in the joints and the legs to really make him, make him look, look good. But, you know, King Grayskull looks badass on him and he looks really cool. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's exactly what you've got. If you've got battle cat, um, which is that same sort of kind of two loose joints. Um, but as far as the sculpt goes, he looks great. Uh, he looks great under the mask. It's a, it's a beautiful sculpt and, and, you know, was a little bit of a surprise, but when you think about, you know, the shared parts, you know, ness of this line is not terribly surprising. Well, and not only, and, not only uh, that, when, when you go back to the origins of the line, King Grayskull was the first figure. Right. And it, right. it makes yeah. sense when you put all those elements together of, of wanting to do shared parts, of wanting to have Grayskull steeds, like, it it makes sense, and I I was not going to keep Battle Lion, but 
the box sat on my desk for a couple of months and I kept looking at him and kept looking at him and I was like, man, he really looks good. Even though, even though I know I've already got two other figures with most of those same parts, mm-hmm. he just really looks cool. He's got a lot of cool factor. And I, I personally, to me, lions are a lot cooler than tigers. Uh, okay. So I can see that. Sure. When, and when you throw that mane in, man, he just He's very looks, imposing. Yeah. He, he, he is very imposing. You put him next to Battle Cat and you put him next to Panther, and he is really imposing. He's the boss. Was, He's the leader of that. And his pack. armor's bigger. His armor has like his big shoulders on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's he's cool. Um, happy to have him. Yes. Happy to have him. Uh, then that brings us around to Extendar. Love Extendar. I love him so much, and I didn't give a shit about Extendar. Once he arrived, I love him. I think he's great. I mean, you know, he's unfortunately, you know, it's the curse of being the tall guys uh-huh. that you always have to stand in the back. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just, it just makes sense on the shelf, you know, where you put them. So you've always sort of got Mechanic and, and, and Extender sort of peeking over everybody. Because it's not it's like you're going to stick Extender on the shelf without his extensions in. Oh, of course not. And it's and it's great to have tall characters that you can stick on the back of the shelf. Yes. So that the people on the back aren't just lost. You know, like, oh, I'm back here. Right. Which is Octa- poor Octavia's problem. I was just getting ready to say Octavia. Just flailing those tentacles yeah. in the back of the shelf going, I'm back here, I promise. Yeah. I wish my ankles would allow me to stand. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely leaning on the wall. Oh, totally. Um, and Extend Artist, too, for the most part. Um, but he he looks great. He he was a figure towards the end, one of the later figures in the original line. Um He's very fun to play with, very fun to transform and, and play with, like, the different... Uh, you know, different combinations of the different pieces. He has a very unique color scheme to the line. Yes. That sort of pearly kind of thing. So he does kind of pop. I love um, that kind of pearlescent color of of his yeah. of that and the gold. He he's just not only is he fun to play with, he's just beautiful to look at too. Yeah, he's he's a winner. Um, his weapon is kind of weird. I don't pose him with his weapon. No, um, I don't like it. It's just kind of big and like there's no way for him to hold it sort of down. Yeah. And you know, he can't hold it out because it's so big that he just stabs people in the back. I would have really um, loved if they had gone just a little bit extra and given him a hand with a hinge on it so he could right. kind of aim it forward. Yeah. But he has the gloved hands, yeah, not the wouldn't have happened. not the human not the non gloved hands like Bo and right. and uh Right, it wouldn't have worked. I also would have really appreciated it if he had been compatible with Modulock. Um, because then you could have had these cool, like, mechanical extensions on Modulock. Um, and that's a shame, too, because when, um, when, uh, when Multibot comes out, you've got these really cool mechanical, you know, mechanical extension pieces. That aren't going to be able to to work on on him because he's going to be compatible with Modulon. And Yeah, so. I wish at the very beginning they had looked at this line with kind of the Glios mindset of yeah, of, me too. of the just every joint fits with every joint. Yeah, the problem with that though is that then the joints get really loose. Well, 
and you've got a whole bunch of figures with really loose joints. Well, and not and, only that, but it does to a certain extent, like it would be limiting on some figures with different sizes and thicknesses. Like when yeah. you're getting larger than a three and three quarter inch or four inch line, those kind of joints become a problem for the aesthetics of the line. Yeah. Yeah. But he's great and, and, uh, definitely one of those figures that I think a lot of people didn't think they wanted, like you yeah. said, and then they got him in hand and were like, oh my god, this guy's And I awesome. love his shield! His, his big fold Expanding open shield. Yeah. It's just fun. It's, it's kind of stupid, but it's fun. Well, that was, and, and that was his original accessory, yeah, yeah. was that, that goofy shield. Yeah. You know, they, and I, and I, and I applaud the, you know, cause I applaud them for giving him another accessory, cause there's a lot going on on this figure. Yes. You know, he has new thighs. I mean, who the hell gets new thighs? You know, he's got new feet, new, new thighs, uh, new, he's got just about new everything, actually, when you start breaking it down. Um, cause he's even got a new torso, really. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's got that, cause it's got that piece. So there's a ton of new, I mean, that's definitely one of the other things about this year is there is so much new tooling going on in this year. Tons of it. Tons and tons and tons of new tooling. And, and I feel like I'm going to keep saying that, like, oh, this figure's got all this new tooling on it. And that's just across the board, yeah. you know? Because they did a lot of the safer figures at the beginning of the line that were the easier figures to crank out. And they were like, well, we, we've, we're running out of characters. We've got to do the weird ones. We've got to do the two bads and the Modulox and the Mantenas because we got to get to them. Um, so, uh, so hooray, we win with that. Yeah, absolutely. Benefit from that. So super cool. Um, and poor Mechanic. Rendered horribly obsolete by, <laughs> yes. by Sendar. But I will, will say that I appreciate that, that, that Mantena or that, 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 uh, Mech is still taller than Modulok, which was not the case originally. But right. the new, with the new super extension neck that we have on Mechanic, at least he's still taller than Extendar. Yes, but Extendar can still punch people from much further away. You are correct. <laughs> uh, all right. So then that brings us to another new adventures figure and we've got Flog sort of the uh, the pretty much exactly like uh, Hydron, the sort of number two to uh, new adventures Skeletor and new adventures He-Man, so he's uh, he was the head of the evil mutants before Skeletor rolled in and whipped, put his balls on the table and said, alright, I'm running the show um, so he uh, has, a, he has a, also a lot of new parts on him too and is very thick, he's very very thick Character, his his uh his thighs and his uh he's got these sort of thicker upper arms and he's got the big the big uh, horde troop he he's has a lot of horde trooper part reuse yeah so but he it works looks, it totally works it does work but it makes him kind of beefier he's got these really big he's got this really big crotch piece and so when you start looking at him next to other figures. He's much more imposing than I think the the original flog ever was, in my opinion. I never well, thought about a flog as a as an imposing it. character. Let's face it, this guy is going to be working closely with Scorpia in her S and M club. He's right, going to be yeah. twisting and turning and and wailing his whip mechanism thing all day long. He's going to yeah. be a big beefy dude. I think that's what they were going so, for. I think so too, and and uh, and it was good for them to. And I'm thankful that we got some reuse out of the horde troopers because I know that those were not. That was a big big bullet to bite 
yeah. to, uh, to the Horde Troopers. So the fact that they were able to reuse some parts in, and reuse them very well. I think the parts are reused really well on Flog. Um, he, he's certainly got that sort of spacey, space mutant kind of thing going on. Um, you know, it's originally he was going to have a solid whip, uh, and they, they gave him the, the rope whip instead, and originally his helmet was going to come off like the original figure did, and they ended up deciding to glue it on. So, but, you know, uh, other than that, he's great. He also came with the Filmation Accurate Power Sword. Which looks really good, except that mine has uh, one of those paint errors on it, where the uh, where the... Where it looks like it got sat down on something while it was wet, and then they picked it up, and it lost a spot of paint. Oh, that's too bad because I have my He-Man holding holding that sword. Yeah, I love I love I that it. sword. I think it looks really really good. I like that it's got paint apps on it. Um, it it's a good sword. I like it. I hate it that mine's fucked up. Uh, uh, and I'm bad. not. I, I also like. Okay. Oh, I'm not crazy about the length of flogs flogger it's a little it's a little <laughs> ridiculous you're hurting his feelings <laughs> i'm i no i'm in i'm envious if anything it's it's far far too long right for, like if for, he puts it down on the ground it's like got a good extra two and a half feet past the ground I, I saw oh. one that somebody had customized they had shortened it and it actually looked really really good uh, I have not done that to mine because I I generally don't maim my figures, but I, I'm not super happy with his crazy long flogger. As a matter of fact, you know what? I've got him on the shelf with uh, rifle from something else. Oh yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that his I name like, is Flog, and I like the accessory is like a whip for whipping people, but it's got like a really complicated control panel on it. <laughs> yes. Like, it's got all these buttons that are, like, for what? Like, you can whip people in different ways. Like, <laughs> this is the vanilla cream whip. This is, this is the cool whip. This is the, like, <laughs> like what are those things he's, like, texting? Yeah, like, he's texting while he's whipping people. I don't know what those buttons are for. Well, um, and, and also... But maybe, has... there, maybe there will be huge advances in whipping technology in the future. Well, no Who doubt. am I to judge? No doubt. But also the fact that this whip is on the end of a pole... That is clearly a more effective weapon than the whip itself would be. <laughs> right. Um, let's let's take a little break here for some uh, words from our sponsors, and we will come back in just a minute. Sure thing. All right. The following message has been endorsed by the Needless Things Podcast and NeedlessThingsSite.com. Hi there, it's Le Sexoflex. And we're here to promote needless things. Because what you don't need is another person to get off. Or but you might need some comic books or something. Needless things, a podcast you should listen to, and or a blog, and or a book. Thank you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those words from our sponsor, whatever they might have been. I don't know because I haven't put them in yet. But that doesn't matter because it's time to get back to Masters Universe Classics in 2014. Mr. Bo Brown, next up is a figure that I gladly avoided. How do you feel about her? Double Trouble, as she was known on uh, her original figure and on the cartoon, but Double Mischief. 
because Double Trouble is also the name of a Nerf gun. Uh, which is which is oddly uh, which is oddly enough usually the case when there's a figure you have to change its name. It's because there's a Nerf gun that has since bought the name. Yeah, GI Joe and Transformers have both run into that issue, not with Nerf, because Nerf is, I think Nerf is Hasbro, but with other lines, like, there are a lot of G.I. Joes that don't have the same name they had in the 80s. Yeah. So, Double Mischief slash Double Trouble is an interesting character, and, and one of the more, I think, controversial figures of the year. Um, she... The execution did not come off totally as well as it could have. She's like a spy. She's like a double spy, like a double agent um, for the Horde and uh, the Rebels. And I just think that the execution could have could have come off better. And that seems to be the general consensus. She has this really crazy thick neck brace kind of thing going on that's like, it looks like a choker. It's supposed to be like a choker, I guess, but just sort of comes off as... Like a like a small tire around her throat, <laughs> um, and then and then so she's she she's uh, it, she's intended to have the same action feature that that many faces has. She's the many faces of of a uh, she's a, a poor woman's many faces really because <laughs> because basically she goes from looking like a, a semi normal woman with a with a weird tire on her neck. To uh, a drag, an angry drag queen um, with a rope with a tire around her neck, with this, this crazy <laughs> long ponytail, um, and you spin this little thing on her head, and her and her and her face spins around inside this weird helmet. But her her neck is like where the little bit of the, her actual neck you can see above the the choker thing is like as thick as the rest of her head, which makes her look like she's kind of doing that thing where you pull your chin in really far and. You know, which is very difficult to describe on a podcast, you know, um, but look at Ricky Gervais's selfies. There you go. It looks like that's, that. That's it. Um, and, and she, it, it, I think, and I know that the, 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 the male figures have bigger heads. Um, and it would have been very challenging to have her look right with her female, but you know, Motu buck proportions, with a head that would have comp- been compatible with many faces, but that would have been great. Now I know that that's probably really you know that's a pipe dream and 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 not feasible. Um, but or just something else. Like I mean, like even just some more eyeshadow. Like she just looks. She doesn't look like a different person. She just looks like like an angrier version of herself. Like oh my secret disguise. I mean like. Like Clark Kent levels of poor disguise school, um, you know, just like my 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 secret disguise is angrier eyebrows. Um, she just doesn't look any different. From I, I just I, I I think she's terrible. I, I I've seen I haven't seen her in person, so I'm not speaking from actually sitting and playing with the figure. Well, I will tell you what you're missing out on. You're missing out on a pretty cool translucent cape. Because her cape is like this translucent seafoam green that's kind of neat. She's the only person, one of the few people in the line of the translucent cape, other than I think maybe Scareglows. Yeah, Scareglows is translucent at the bottom. And that's kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, she, she looks weird. She, she does not fit at all on the horde shelf. Here's the thing. Here's how you do a double agent. 
you slap a sticker on their chest where you rub it and it reveals which side they're on. Oh yeah. That's it. But she has that's all you got to do. Uh, well, then you'd have to put two stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so her action feature is you rub her boots. And that's the where message the message to little boys and girls. That's that's where the double mischief just, comes in. Just rub the boobs and you'll which, discover which the truth. Boob, which boob do you rub? I don't know. <laughs> which one is which one counts? There's no telling. That's why she's double trouble. <laughs> Maybe we should move on. So double trouble, kind of a miss. Uh she was the one of the Club Etheria figures. Um in fact was she was the first the one. First right? Club Etheria. So Club Etheria came out with a little bit of a uh, of a whiff um, on this one. She's got a pretty cool high collar. She's you know, uh, but other than that, she has a, she does have a cool uh, uh, articulated crossbow. Stop trying to justify her. Which, Let's just talk about. Which it doesn't look any good at all. <laughs> no, just... but it was a nice effort. It was a nice effort by the four horsemen to give her something extra that was cool, and and I appreciate their effort. Moving on. Yes. Uh, so then we come to the San Diego uh, exclusive figure of the year, which was Filmation slash Ethereum Hordak. So it's our Hordak in Filmation colors, which brings us to our third Hordak figure of the line. Uh, and he's a very contentious figure. And in... The interview, the last podcast that Scott Natlick was on, he admits that this figure was what he believes was one of his major, not major mistakes, but the one of the mistakes that can be blamed on his actual decisions. A lot of things that people blame on Scott, but like reverse shoulder, his shoulders or cracked plastic or whatever, that that, that had nothing to do with him. That was all right. part That's of factory. the business That's of factory toys stuff. and was not his decision. It yeah. was his decision. To not include a separate filmation head in lieu of the extra robotic arm and the staff. So we could have either gotten the robotic arm and the staff or the different head. Now, I, for one, don't feel like the staff is worth a shit at all because Filmation Hordak never carried around a staff. Right. In fact, Hordak never carried around a staff. He only carried around a staff in the 2002 cartoon. So, in my opinion, the inclusion of the staff is completely stupid and was a waste of plastic. Um, and so I'm, a, I'm, I'm rubbed a little the wrong way that, that that's an excuse not for getting the different head. Um, now the ro- extra robotic hand is pretty sweet. Uh, and although I, although I do have him posed or on display with the hand, um, really the, the, the gun hand is where Hordak is, I think, at his best. Well, if you're going to do, if you're going to do filmation Hordak, you have to have the the arm cannon. Yeah, but he comes but with, he comes with an extra little like robot hand, which is cool. But the downside to the robot hand is that the arm cannon forearm has two paint apps. It's got the the base gray and then some really and then some like chrome chromey kind of silvery highlights. But then the hand doesn't, and so uh, it looks weird. Um, now that all being said. When you put Filmation Hordak on the shelf and you look at him on the shelf, you cannot fucking tell that his head isn't different and he looks exactly like Filmation Hordak. It's only yeah, when yeah. you get up close that he's got the warts and, and sure, yeah. And and so when you when when I have him on my shelf, 
he looks exactly like everything I want from Filmation Hordak. Uh, and Scott explained that given the choice between the staff and the, and the robot hand, that the head, an extra head, would be much easier to work in into the line in the future. Because we got our extra faker head, we got our extra Zodak head packed in with another figure. You know, yeah. that's way easier than it would have been to pack in an extra hand for a guy. Um, as far as Mattel is concerned. Like, why would you pack in an extra hand? That's stupid. So I, I agree with his the choice in the end, but he did own up to the fact that this was probably the thing that pissed off the fans the most that was his actual choice. He's the one that made the choice to go with the hand and the staff over the different head. And the other- here's another here's another little point of contention I've got with that is if you're going to do an exclusive piece, right? Because right. he wasn't. Exclusive. I would. Yeah. I would much rather have. Hordak as a rocket than Imp as a chest. Speaking of Imp as a chest, it is it is the one one piece of Motu things that I that I don't have. You don't have that? No! I don't! Nobody ever got that for no. you? Because the guy who said oh. was gonna get it for me just sent me another fucking one that he that he got from that that he got. For off the website. Oh now, no! My, my, my dear friend Kathleen David, who has gotten me many of the exclusives at Comic Con in the past, she got me my Temple of Start and a Sorceress. She's gotten me a lot of the stuff. I yeah. started to get it for me, and she couldn't. And then she said, "Whoa, well, but I've got a guy who can." She didn't know that he didn't know. So I have. I do not place any blame on Kathleen. She she did exactly what she thought. No, of course not. Yeah. And then I paid this guy money, and he sent me a figure I already had. Oh. Yeah. Um, so not terribly thrilled uh, with that. I don't have the treasure chest imp. And that's a, and it's a small thing to be upset about. It is. It's a small thing to be upset about, because the only other thing I don't have that I want is Battle Armor Faker. But I don't have $300. <laughs> to is that really where he's at? Yeah. Man, either the, the bidding shit. starts like if it's a if it's like a bid, then it starts at like eighty bucks and ends up at two hundred, three hundred by the time oh the bidding my is done. Gosh, that's what I was telling you, man. Battle Armor Faker is the crown jewel of your Motu collection. I had no idea, and I I got him. I I got him from the Toys R Us website. I didn't pay a premium. I didn't think it was a big deal. I just ordered him when they put him up. Yep. That holy shit! That figure is the crown jewel. Like the only other figures that are worth that kind of money are like Tila, that, and, and like some and of the really to, early figures that nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. can get anymore. Like the way to make one, it worse, like not to make it worse figures or whatever. But he looks so good with the battle damage chest plate and that robot, the the head with the battle damage. Fuck you, so good. <laughs> <laughs> because the only other thing, the only other thing that I don't have is Molar, and I could give two shits about Molar. Yeah, so yeah. The only I, other figure there, I, I don't have, I don't have Chester Chest Imp, Battle Armor Human, and Molar, and I don't care about Molar. I well, really want you, Battle Battle Armor Faker. I really want to, the Treasure Chest Imp. You can go to Big Lots or Ollie's and get Molar for like three dollars. Not so. interested. Yeah, exactly. So that's Filmation Hordak. Everybody. Alright. And I will say, but like, I will say, looking at him on the shelf, he looks perfect. He looks exact, I mean, the color, like the colors, 
from from a distance, he's perfect. He looks exactly like Hordak. And then, oh yeah, and, it's, it's... and then you're like, oh, it's the other head. And I think that, that I think that the, the high contrast of the head, that that yeah. shocking white, and then just like the red, the blue stripe, and the and the red and the black eyes and mouth, really sell it. Um, and I'm and I'm and I'm not as upset about not getting the head. If we do get the head in in a packet in a packet in the future, great. But I'm not totally butthurt about it like the rest of the Motu fan base. Uh, yeah, that, that I, I passed bitching, on I, bitching and bitching and moaning about it. Uh, I think he looks. I think he looks exactly. He looks fine. Yeah, he looks, he looks totally fine. great for filmation Hordak. Uh, I didn't get one because I don't want a filmation Hordak, but I think they did a fine job with him. I, mean, I, ha- I have. That. I really love. I really love the redesign of Hordak as an evil fucking sorcerer that they did in 2012. I'm totally yeah. behind that. I, I love it. However, I do recognize that Hor- that's not how Hordak started out. Hordak was this right. crazy technomancer, you know, technomancer guy, and I'm glad that I have a Hordak that represents that version of Hordak. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I I totally agree that they needed to do snorty pants Hordak. Yeah. Needed to happen. All right, so then, uh, just in the order of the list that we're going on, we come to the chase figure of the year, which, uh, as you may remember, was uh, Spirit of Hordak in the past, and now this year it was uh, Lookie and Cowl. We already got the toy color Cowl uh, earlier in the weapons pack, and then we got the filmation colors Cowl and Lookie, the little guy um, from from the Shira cartoon who would show up at the end of the episode, and it was the and which was I think very appropriate for Loki, that making him the chase figure that he popped up, but he was yeah. way easier to get than Filmation Hordak was. Well, they had a Go specific thing. date where he was offered too. The what now? They had a specific date where he was yeah. offered as well. Like you could just go, you could like I don't remember which sale it was, but he was just available during one of the sales yeah. also. Um, and he's great. I mean, uh, he looks he looks perfect. Uh, I love having. I I per- personally prefer the filmation color Cal to the uh, to the to the original figure colors Cal. Uh, I agree. And since now I have two Shearer shelves, I put I put one on one shelf and one on the other, so I can divide them up. Um, and they look great. Uh, you know, they, I like the little mini figures. I like, oh yeah, we didn't talk about M. Right. So the regular. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that came, that came with Filmation Hordak, uh, is cute. He's super wall-eyed, which is a little disturbing. Um, <laughs> but he's really tiny. He's, he's very tiny. He's tinier than Cal, like by almost half as small as Cal. He's extremely small. Um, and then, and then you have Lookie, who's, uh, Slightly, well, almost exactly as tall as Cal. If you count Cal's ears, they're about the same height. Um, but I would say that Lookie definitely looks like he wandered out of Rainbow Bright. Much like, well, maybe doing a bunch of acid at a Rainbow Bright show <laughs> uh, with his leg warmers and his and his wrist warmers um, and his mullet. <laughs> uh, but but he looks cool. And then uh, Imp, Imp's extremely tiny. And he's he, he's easy to miss on the shelf, and and I don't really know where to put him. Like you can kind of put him with Filmation Hordak, but he looks kind of weird. Um, but I'm glad that we got him. Does he stand up? Oh yeah, he he balances okay. on his tail. Uh, his tail okay. and his feet make a little make a little pyramid or a little tripod, and he stands up just fine uh, for being such a little guy on tiny little feet. Um, okay. 
Loki has articulated tail, articulated arms, and head. Uh, so basically like what you expect from the little guys, which is usually arms and head. And that's all the articulation you get with the added bonus of an articulated tail. He's a little weird raccoon raver guy. Um, he's an important part of the Shira mythos, and I'm glad that he has a figure. And I thought that making him a chase figure was a great choice. I also think making him easy to get was a good choice. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, then that brings us, speaking of Shira, brings us to, to Flood Arena, who was not a Etheria club, but a regular uh, Masters figure. Um, she's the butterfly chick of of the Masters. She comes with really big, cool wings, uh, beautiful purple hair. Um, she's got a repainted sword. I forget whose sword it is. Um, but she's the butterfly chick. Um, she, her hair, her head is extremely limited in articulation because that it goes on the outside of her wings and then down between her wings. Yeah, yeah. So you really can't move her head at all. And you can sort of do her wings, like you can do her wings straight back or you can do her wings forward, which is great. So her wings have good articulation at the total cost of her head having any articulation at all. She can move her head forward a little bit, but can't really go back and cannot turn her head basically at all. But I guess that's the price of having long hair and wings, uh, which we'll see again uh, this year. I've I've had this chick up on eBay for three months, and nobody will buy her. I've lowered the price once. Mm. It is it is now where I will lose money by selling her, oh, and I, I can't get rid of her. I think she looks good. I mean, I think when you put her with the rest of the Shira figures, and I've since expanded my Shira uh, shelf because now that I got, like, a ton more Shira figures this year, I had to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have two shelves of Shira figures. I have basically the main cast and then the supporting cast. And she looks great. I mean, she really does. She looks good. She's a big, she has a big silhouette with those wings. Mm -hmm. Um, and looks very, very solid, uh, up in the back. Um, cause the wings, I mean, she, she balances pretty good in spite of the wings. They don't really weigh her down terribly much. And I have had a lot of bad luck with really weak ankles and a lot of my ladies. Yeah, you have. She does not suffer from that. That's good. Her color scheme is good. Um, it's a little all over the place because her outfit is like blue and orange, and then her wings are like blue, purple, pink, and like mustard uh, <laughs> and white. So her colors palette is kind of all over the place. But you know, fluttering is pretty cool. And there's something in her bio like she, what was it? That she married Clamp Champ? I th- oh, really? I think. I know one of the I know one of the fewer girls ended up with Clamp Champ, and I want to say it was Flutterina, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, Flutterina, everybody. All right, moving right along. That brings us to oh, August was a big month. We had three. Yeah. It was an expensive month. Um, we had three figures in August. We started with Flutterina, and then we had. Uh, who was so we had two club attorney figures, Flutterina and Skeletor, who was our quarterly variant. Now you can call New Adventure Skeletor a variant, but when you compare him to other variant figures, he is not a variant. No, I agree at all. This guy is a hundred percent his own deal, and he's awesome. Bad as shit. 
Um, other than the chunky armor problem yeah, and the yeah. belly button problem, he is a beautifully sculpted figure. If you just just looking at his head, his face yeah. sculpt is one of the best evil evil motherfucking looking face sculpts that this line has produced. Well, head sculpt, head sculpt, because he has the removable helmet uh, that they did not deign to give Flog. Well, even it, even if you don't take his helmet off, just look at that yeah. face. Yeah. That is some crazy psychotic evil going on in that face. He is amazing. Um, he has a ton of new parts on him. Um, he has the, the, we are in the age of the, this year definitely was the year of the bulky, we're not going to give people new torsos, uh, but we're going to give them this armor that looks like a torso, which means if you bend them backwards with the ab crunch, you see their belly button through their skin. Um, and it's weird, but if you're just looking at, just looking at him on the shelf, he looks great. He's very big and imposing. The, the cool extra detail on the back of his head under the helmet is super cool. All that circuitry and stuff just looks so nice. And it's all, it's all like painted and detailed. And I mean, it, it looks really, really good. And you can look under his cape and all that stuff's going down his spine. And there's just like little extra detail everywhere. Uh, new thighs, new crotch piece, new arms. Um, you know, and it would have been really easy to have reused trap jaw parts on this guy. It yeah. Didn't. Um, he's got new, new weird giant new, uh, uh, lower legs and just tons of cool new stuff. Really cool new staff. Um, my only gripes with him, well, other than the, the body armor problem, uh, would have been that I would have liked a little, an extra coat of paint on the staff. Because the staff is so big and so cool, um, and it just looks really flat. Yeah, it it is it it does feel kind of backgroundy. Yeah, because there's a lot to it, but there's not a lot to bring the detail out. Yeah. But that all being said, uh, he really is an extremely solid figure that has a whole lot of paint going on in other places. I would love to see. Um, like the, the the plates on his thighs, I would love to see more uh, apps, more paint apps on those. Mm. I think that 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 if you were a, a customizer, you could really give this guy a couple of extra licks of paint, and he would look even more phenomenal. I actually saw a guy that it was on Instagram, which, by the way, Instagram is one of the best resources for seeing toy customization oh, and, and and stuff. Uh, I saw a guy that actually shaved the torso down somehow. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that looked great. But I, I like I said, I'm too lazy to do any of that. Oh uh, well, and I, I I like my figures the way they came for you know wart, yeah. warts and all. Uh, I I feel like I feel like they should arrive to me the way they were meant to be. Yeah. So, uh, he's a great character. This this figure. Is better than every episode of New Adventures He Man combined. <laughs> I agree. I tried. I, I tried to sit down and watch it. I really did, and I could not get through half of one episode. I I know you did because if anybody on this planet is going to give that show a chance, it's going to be and, you. And it's and it's and honestly, it's all because of Skeletor, because they made Skeletor the Joker, and Skeletor isn't the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And they were, and he's so just like, it's, it's all, it was painful. I tried to watch it with, with Michael and both of us just 
we couldn't do it. We could not make it through one episode. It was so, so bad. And I really went in, I went into it like, hey, you know what? You know, I've heard of other people watching it and they found the, the, the beauty in this show. I'm going to do it. And I could not even make it through one. Um, but so, you know, big props to the four horsemen for making this figure look great. I, I really feel like the armor really holds it back. And that's the main gripe is that he just, the armor just doesn't, doesn't work. The, 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 the idea of the, the flesh as bulkier armor as not on piece, you know, it, it works. Yeah. It works with, you know, it, well, it doesn't work. It, no. the, the bulkier chest, you know, the armor as skin and body doesn't work. Because it prevents the it, you get the the arm problem and the arms lose all their articulation, and you know when you've got characters like Mantena, who and maybe that's what it was because he was a variant. In spite of all the other new parts on him, you know they couldn't justify the new torso. In spite of how many other wonderful new torsos we got this year, well, perhaps because of how many wonderful well, yeah. new torsos we got. Can I can I introduce can I give a little introduction for the next figure? By all means. When I was but a wee lad <laughs> I like the way this started. I I read books I, I was a voracious reader. I read books constantly. Uh I would stay up late at night reading uh rather than going to sleep to be ready for school the next day. Uh I, I just devoured fantasy books. Um, I, I just, I couldn't get enough of reading and my mom would pick up books for me from time to time. And I don't remember how old, how old I was when she brought home a book called the unlikely ones by a lady named Mary Brown. And the unlikely ones is kind of your typical peasant with a destiny story. Sure. Uh, but the book starts off with a group of of hero characters who are enslaved to a witch. And the witch is really foul and evil and mistreats them and is horrible and also masturbates by shoving her broom in her pussy. Oh. Therefore, <laughs> one... I was wondering where you were going with this. <laughs> one horribly inappropriate book for mom to bring home. Uh, not the only time she brought home something unknowingly sure. uh, that was terribly inappropriate it's for me. It's hard to set the books, you know. Right. And right, also the reason also the reason that I can't ever really get behind Madame Raz and Broom. And we've learned a lot about vetting storybooks for our children, haven't we? <laughs> We certainly have. I I can't even because that, that's that's not just how I read that book. It's also how I saw the movie Troll. Oh, uh, if you remember starting, well, I didn't know. Right, she went to Turtles. If you remember Turtles, mm-hmm. and rented it was in the kids oh, section. Yeah, the stamps. Yes, yeah. yes, the stamps and the coins. You would collect enough stamps to get a coin, and then you would take your coin in for merchandise credit or whatever. But. uh they had troll in the family section, so she brings troll home to me, uh, and scars me for life, cause that movie is scary as fuck. Sony Bono gets turned into a pile of 
mushrooms and turds, basically. My favorite movie store, my favorite movie store memory was always the Frankenhooker box. Yes. Want a date? Yes. And speaking, Um, speaking of such things. Speaking of such things. uh, The, uh, the new Batman Adam West series on Blu-ray, the box plays the Batman theme. Oh, Which is totally unnecessary, but totally awesome. Well, those days are long behind us. Now, speaking of things that are behind people, what do you think about Madame Raz and Broom? Madame Raz and Broom, um, as a fan of any time we get fully, you know, our, our characters with a whole lot of new tooling, um, Madame Raz is 100% new tooling. Uh, and she's looks exactly like the cartoon. Yeah. She's she totally great. looks... She totally, like... I don't want Madame Raz and Broom, but they had to make them, and they made them perfect. Well, you know what? They didn't. They didn't have. Oh, to. they didn't. No, oh, they didn't have to have them. You're saying? No, they they're didn't not have to make them because they never had original figures. Right, but you know what? If you're gonna have Lookie and Cowl and all of these other incidental, well, even supporting... Lookie, even Lookie had an original figure. Oh, did Lookie? Yeah, I didn't know that. He had a little. He had a little. Um, a little eight, magic eight ball in his chest. Oh, I did some questions. I did not know that. Even I knew Lucky Cal did. Had a new. Uh, uh, no, sorry, Cal. Cal had the the magic eight ball. Um, but Madame Raz didn't. But I mean, like that's like not giving Orko a figure. And they never did right. back in the day. And right. I, I am fully behind Madame Raz getting getting a figure. And I think that the execution is great. I I agree with that. Did I totally you keep agree her? With that. Did you keep her or did you sell her off? Oh, I did I didn't subscribe to Club Etheria, which my is uh, uh the fact that I do not have Light Hope. Well, oh, you don't have Light Hope. I know. Ooh. Well, forever. We'll talk about Light Hope in a minute. We'll get to that. Yes. Um no, Madame Raz is great. She uh she's I mean, she's exactly like what she should be. She looks great. Um she, I love having her next to everybody else. Um, she's an integral. It's like not having Orko. You know, it, she, she really is. Which a, I'm, I also do not have. You could, you could live without, right. Um, <laughs> but, but her and Broom are, are, are super fun and, and, and great. And I will say that if you ever get your hands on, um, a, a physical Madame Raz, just, just get, just get a load of her profile at least once. Yeah. Uh, just hold the figure in profile and appreciate it. Um, she's not a whole lot to look at from the front, but she's she's got a lot going on from the side. Is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> okay. She's great. She's great. And and Broom is awesome. You know, he's articulated, uh, not just articulated at the, at the arms like like the other smaller figures where they just you know can spin their arms, but he actually has like hinged arm joints. Oh, that's great. Yeah, which is cool. So you've got actually a fair deal of neat little poses you can do and gestures that he can accomplish. Uh, and you can pose her riding him around with her feet in the little crooks of his broom bristles and, and, and stuff. Let's I, not discuss that. Well, whatever. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy they have figures. I'm very happy to have them. I would have been, I would have been in the boat that said it would have been bullshit if we didn't get them. Sure. Um, yeah, I and I agree. As much as I don't want them, I totally agree with that. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, solid. Uh, I I give the Four Horsemen a, and and Mattel a huge amount of credit for 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 doing it because it should have been done. If you're gonna do a Club Etheria subscription on the 30th anniversary of Shira, you could not have not done Madame Resin Broom. Yeah. Um, so I think they're hugely important, and I'm really glad they were made. Uh, that brings us to Rio Blast in September. No, no, it doesn't. Oh, no? It brings us to Goatman. Oh, Goatman. Am I looking at something different? You might be, I because I mine I goes from... The same thing you did. My, I'm I'm looking. Mine goes from Madam Raz to Goatman to Rio Blast. Okay, well that's fine. We can talk about Goatman, and I think you can. You let, why don't you handle this one? Okay, I'll do it. Um, I was I being a huge fan of cryptozoology since I was a little kid. I had kind of a special desire for Goatman, uh, knowing nothing about his appearance in the Golden Books. But just the fact that he's named Goatman, I was super excited. Uh, I, I can't say I'm happy with him, but he looks like mostly he's supposed to look. Uh, my Goatman would have had a red beast, beast man body. Uh, the furry with, body, yeah. With that head on top and would have been fantastic. Uh, but they, you know, they made Goatman like Goatman should look in Masters of the Universe, and I'm glad I've got him. He's got one of the scarier heads in the entire line, I think, but when you His put head, it on... When you start playing around with your figures, and you start, like, taking people's heads off and putting them on weird other bodies, Goatman's head is, like, at the top of the list of fun heads to put on. And you know what he looks fantastic on? What's that? Modulock. Oh, I'll bet. Oh, gosh. Uh, Night, nightmare juice. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, that was... Yeah, and see, his head is so evil, but then you put it on top of that basically nudie human body. Yeah. And it's just like, eh. And, and the thing is, though, if you read his bio, he's basically a suck-ass. Super douche. Yeah, his, his body sucks. So he's it's he's not even really a good character. Scary, yeah. He's like, you're like oh, this guy looks really fucking metal and scary. And then, no, he's just kind of a tool and yeah, easily yeah. manipulated. Yeah, he's, he's worthless. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm glad I've got him. He looks pretty good on the shelf. I stuck him kind of behind Beastman like he's the guy that... That uh, trims Beastman's ass hair when he gets dingleberries. That's nice. That's good. So, it's good to have a job. It's good yeah. to have a mission. Yeah, that's where he's at. I will say that I, I have recently come into possession of one of the Golden Books, which I've never read before. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's Skeletor's Flower of Power. Okay. Uh, and they are not good. <laughs> <laughs> um and I'll say what they are, it's funny because they're, you know, they're illustrated little, you know, storybooks. Yeah. And um, you can tell that they gave people the figures as the inspiration for the art. And right. a lot of the illustrations, <laughs> at least in the book that I have, I cannot vouch for any other book other than Skeletor's Flower Power. But, <laughs> but the, that's what it's called. Uh, but the pictures that are in that book are, they look exactly like somebody drew the action figures. That's really funny. No, it's not. It looks really bad. Um, the art is, the art just looks like somebody sort of like put an action figure on his desk and then drew it with like sort of a pose and didn't know how to draw it if it didn't, if they wanted them in a pose 
that wasn't easily accessible with the action figure. Right, right. The elbows have yeah. no So, deep, like, there's, like, buzz bends. off flying, and he really just looks like <laughs> somebody just, like, tilted the buzz off figure and then drew him in the book. Oh, my gosh. You're making me wish we were at a convention uh, several years ago, and one of the toy dealers had a stack of those golden books, and... uh I, I just I I passed them and, and I don't think they were they were priced really badly either. I think as I a probably kid fan, I would have bought them just to have more He Man stuff. Sure, uh, and I I think I read about maybe a third of it to my son <laughs> before he was just like, yeah, whatever. Story's <laughs> going nowhere. <laughs> Dad, you need to get a life. <laughs> it was terrible. It's like Skeletor convinces Orko to to take these take this flower to Skeletor, or because Orko doesn't think his magic is very good. And then the the and then the flower isn't really a flower. It's like a it's like a machine from another dimension. Oh no! And and then you and then the He Man and Moss Man go to that dimension, which is populated by like peasant barbarian people who have no technology whatsoever, but are like, oh yeah, those machine flowers are in our world, destroying it. Oh boy! It makes no sense. Um, and then they destroy the flowers, and Orko learns a lesson. And there you go. Uh, so yeah, I think Goatman looks cool. Uh, he's super metal looking. Um, I like his little extra calf wrap things that make no sense whatsoever. He's very He-Man looking. You can't his, argue with that. His, yeah, he's super totally he- He-Man looking. His thigh wraps actually remind me, and this reference may be lost on you, but some of our listeners might get it. Um, there's a wrestler named uh, Cesaro. Mm. who was at one time a wrestling rugby player. And apparently rugby players wear things like that oh. above their knees for whatever reason. So I think maybe Goatman, uh, maybe he's a rugby guy. I think, I think, you know, looking at his figure now, there's a lot of upward angles that point to his face because he has like the pointy boots that point to his pointy thighs, that point up to his pointy chest, yeah. which points at his face. That basically frames, his chest basically has a frame for his face. Like right, it's which like, is like, this is obviously that. the coolest thing I have going on. Yes, so don't please, look at the rest of this mess. All of the other parts of my body are just sort of focusing you up to what I've really got to offer. Now, yeah. that being said, his hammer Kick is ass. ass to shit. Fucking love. I, I am a, out of all of the... Uh, like D and D weapons, the Warhammer. Yeah, my favorite. There's very little things more satisfying than just crushing the fuck out of somebody's body with a giant Warhammer. Dude, that scene in Braveheart mm-hmm. where the guy takes it from the hammer is the Ooh. best scene in that whole movie. Yeah, yep. Sploosh of blood. So, Goatman. You know, of all the Golden Book characters, I—I I mean, I—I I, I agree with now. Not that I've seen a lot of the other specific Golden Book characters, but you know, he—he he has a look. And he's I iconic. Wish, yeah, he's very iconic looking, and I wish that his bio had not been made him such a fucking candy ass. Yeah, because um, his bio is just like I'm a douche, and people manipulate me, and um, I'm not even a douche. Like, I mean, I guess being no, he's douche, not even a douche. He's just a suck ass. Yeah. He's he just he just sucks and he's you know people boss him around. Yeah. Um, that brings us to Rio Blast in September. Uh, I loved Rio Blast as a kid, and I am a hundred percent behind the fact that if you're going to have a world full of uh, 
dinosaurs with fucking lasers on their head and magic wielding barbarians with laser guns, then you should have a space cowboy. Absolutely. Um, I'm a hundred percent behind all that. I know a lot of people don't like Rio blast. A lot of people don't like the figures that came in later in the line, but to anyone who says that anything doesn't belong in Motu doesn't understand what at the heart what the heart of Motu is. Yeah. Which is that everything is awesome and everything is cool. Strap a fucking laser to it and it's badass. Yeah. And, and, and that's let me, exactly what Rio Blast exemplifies. Let me uh, ask you this. People, okay, obviously Rio Blast's chest is not ideal. No, it's not. But, like, it's not a reason to pan the entire figure because everything else about the figure is fucking awesome. I, I think I, I would agree. Um, I I think that not that he. I, I wish that there was an extra pain app on the backpack because the yeah. backpack is it suffers from blade the the problem with blades weapons is that you've got this character with so much cool shit going on and then he has this like one thing that's just this like one solid gray color. That just doesn't jive with the rest of the figure. See, neither one of those, the only figure in the whole line that has really, to me, totally suffered from a lack of paint app on the accessories was Stinkor. Uh, to me, his were the worst. I agree with you that Blades were, were a little bit of a letdown. Real Blast is, you know, it could be better. But to me, Stinkor is the only one that I'm just like, ugh, these don't look right. And maybe it's because it's the blue. As opposed yeah, I to think that's, like, I think that's what it is. Like Blade um, and Rio Blast, their stuff is silver, and silver, even when it doesn't have enough detail, silver is still a kick-ass color on a toy. My like, Rio Blast has a really has a really really bad ankle. Um, oh no! I don't know what it is, but it's like it's you and ankles, man. I know. I'm the I, I'm cursed. I'm cursed with these shitty ankles, um, and. And it just, it just, like, it's, it, and I have to show you, like, a video. It's like, I can't even describe, it's, it's, it's worse than any of my females. That's how bad it is. Oh my god. I feel so bad because my real blast, and again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be kind of an asshole here. I have my real blast posed. He's almost crouching down a little bit with his thigh cannons out and his guns ablazing, like, in a total badass action pose. Because oh, his ankles are fine. He's, it's it's like you can like can you it, you can like diddle it like I, it's the only word I can describe. Oh, it just flops. It just yeah, it's it's like if it was than any of my ladies because it's got the rocker joint, right? It's almost like an action figure of James Con from Misery it's, after it's, she whacks his feet with the sledgehammer. It's it's like it's like a bobblehead but a bobble ankle. That's horrible. It's exactly what it is. Like it's worth, like all the all the all my ladies with the shitty ankles, at least they're shitty in one direction. Right, right. This is like 360 degrees of shitty ankle. Oh. And sucks. and and I'm not I you know, I love I had Rio Blast. I love I love Rio Blast as a character. I love how he fits into Motu. I love that he's the motherfucking space cowboy. Um and I hate that that mine suffers from a couple of problems that that, and I'm trying really hard not to let it ruin it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's the same armor problem that that New Adventure Skeletor has, 
where you can see his belly button underneath his muscles. Right. <laughs> which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and, and then of course there's a chest flap issue. Which looks, um, looks, let's be honest, it looks like shit. It does look like shit. And, you know, and it's the new guy whose job it is, is to translate the horseman sculpts into action figure form. And it, you know, the, the, the gun comes out of his chest. Right. And I do think that there could have been that. And the, the problem is, is that Ryu Blast has so much going on. There's so much going on on this figure that yes, somewhere you had to draw the line and say, okay, we can't do everything. Well, and, and that's that, the thing is he was, he was either going to have something shitty about him or he was going to be another Modulok or Extendor. Yeah. Or, 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 or Mantena. Right. Really, right. you're looking at a character who needed a new torso. Yes. Really, at the end of the day, he needed he needed his unique torso, just like Drag Store, which is why I'm like, because this oh, makes gosh. me nervous about Drag Store. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, that's really all Drag Store has going on. And you is can't the, is you the can't wheel. fake Drag Store's wheel either. Well, you can. You can totally you, fake it. You think they'll just put a? Gosh, you're right. They're probably they're just going to do stick a, a the fat di- armor. The Hurricane Hordak, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Unique. Then doing unique buck. I mean, the chest is the most rare thing that we get unique versions of. Yeah. Period. Um, and and the gun the gun folds out of his chest. It's it, it's in his chest. And 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 the flap doesn't lay flat. And well, that's the biggest thing. I don't mind the fact that they had to kind of fake out the way that the guns worked. But it's no, the I don't fact like the that fact the gun. The, the, I don't mind the fact that the gun didn't actually like come right. out of its chest. That's fine. But, but that you could have at least recessed. The, I mean, because you know the 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 body armor is at least you know. It's at least a eighth of an inch, right? You know, thick. You could have made it sl- just a little thinner, yeah, so just, that it looked it like just, that flap, or given that flap somewhere to go. And that's the yeah. problem: the flap has nowhere to go. Right, right. It just sits um, there and looks like it just shit. sits there and, and whatever. I will, but everything else about him, I love his face sculpt. I love his yes. hair. I love his hair. I think it's awesome. I love yeah. the mustache. I love his hands. He has. Well, this- he's totally. He's totally Sam Elliott. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to do a cowboy guy. Come on. Yeah. Um, I love the hands. His super unique, like, quick draw, ready-to-go hands. Yes. Although sometimes I feel like they look a little puny, but then I get over it because he's a badass. Um, well, and, and once you put the blasters into the wrist yeah, things, doesn't matter. like, it just looks fucking great. And the, cha- the, the, the chaps look fucking awesome. And, you know, there's so much cool stuff on this figure that it's hard to nitpick, you know, the, the handful of things, and it's not just one thing. It's like there are at least a handful of things that I don't like about the figure. Yeah, and this was a figure I was really looking forward to, and I really liked because I have the nostalgia for this one. Um, and it and it's one of those figures that to me proves how just like off the wall and completely accepting of everything that Motu is is that we have the space cowboy, you know. Um, and then there's just a handful of things that just don't work, and uh, and it it chaps behind. <laughs> well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I love him on the shelf. Yeah. And when you have him just standing there with all of his guns deployed and everything, he looks great. He looks awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, I, so, you know, I, I'm, he could be better, but I can't honestly say I'm, I'm not happy with him. I want to say this. Uh, I, I know it's not going to happen. I don't even, I'm not even going to say it's not likely to happen. I'm going to say it's not going to happen, but I would love so much to get a brave star and a Tex Hex in in the Masters Classic yeah. style. I, oh my I gosh. I think it would be awesome. I know it won't happen, but dude, that would be so great. And you know what? Honestly, if they wanted to do that as like a 2016 Comic-Con exclusive. Ooh, yeah, be... just do the two. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that would be fantastic. I think I think every I think every hardcore Motu fan would be on top of that. Uh, yeah, I think that'd you're be right. enough. I think that'd be enough to justify a pre-sell, you know, uh, of an of 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 the Comic Con exclusive. Like, not even you know, don't don't even try and make it as because they've done. Think about how many weird things they've done. They did that stupid eight-inch death figure that didn't fit with any line. They've they've done a lot of weird shit as Comic Con exclusives that didn't fit in with anything else, and that would fit into a line. Yeah, but that's a tough sell. I mean, it's a tough yeah, sell. Yeah, it's Brave Star. Media. I mean, at least Death is still, like, in comics. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. Uh, so that brings us to Entrapta, Club Etheria, September. This, so this was the same month as Rio Blast. Um, you know, I love my ladies, but... Oh, no, really? Nervous. I was super nervous about this figure due to my general bad luck with ladies' ankles. Oh, sure, yeah. And and knowing that she was going to be super top-heavy. Yeah. Um, and she has one pretty loose ankle. And another problem that I've had, is, this has been a problem on some of my guys, too, is really loose uh, hip joints. Oh. So the hips spin really bad. Oh, no. And so the legs just sort of, like, slide out from under them. And that's a problem with one of my entrapped legs and then one of her ankles, um, and then that hair, I, I just, she's up against the back of the wall. She can't stand up at all. See, I, once I saw pictures of her, she's another one from Etheria that I kind of regret not having because I think she looks really cool. She does. She looks super cool. And my only, like my only problem with the way she looks is that she has these cool, she has these cool lightning bolts on her chest that are the same color as the rest of her chest piece. Oh, that's and I really wish that those were like some other kind of color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but then she has the cool horde emblem on her, on like on her chest piece, which I think is, is like a really cool subtle addition. Cause it, that wasn't on the original figure. Right. And I love the articulation on the hair that it has like two points of articulation and that they're curled in such a way. Curled it in such a way at the end that you can grab a head or grab, you know, an arm of another figure with them. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, bitch can't stand up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, that's, that's just such a problem with with the ones that I've gotten. And I love I love my ladies, but they're just all hammered and have to lean up against the wall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I still, at some point, I, I'd still like to track down an Entrapta because just looking at pictures of her and stuff, it, she's got a cool look. And as much as I do like my Horde members, 
to have horde colors. Yeah, she does. She does look a little weird with my horde group. I will say that. I I kind of like that she's got like a cotton candy thing going on. Like she's almost the. She would be like the weird mischievous one that doesn't really fit in, but is still into wrecking shit. Right. I'll say this too. She also has the weird Shakoti hand, you know? Um, oh yeah. Where like the, her, like where her, like her palm of her hands where it meets the fingers. Yeah. Super, super thin for weird, for, for whatever mold, molding reason. Mm-hmm. She has that weird ass, like she has no meat in her hand. Huh. Um, kind of problem too. So it's hard for her to hold things. Um, and just looks kind of freaky when you look at it. Yeah. So, but she came with a shaping staff, which is super cool. I dig the shaping staff. Um, I don't really have it with anybody at the moment though. Uh, oh, you know what? We did not talk real quick. We didn't talk about Goatman's staff of Avon. Oh yeah. The staff of Avon. Mine broke. What? Yeah, the the big perp, the big green thing on the top fucking broke right the fuck Oh off. no. And I, and I keep like thinking I'm gonna super glue it back on, but then I get so nervous about doing it. Just right. glue's not the kind of thing you can just fuck up and try again. Um that I've just been really paranoid about it. It's been sitting on my workbench for a year. <laughs> and I look at it and I'm like, ah, I just I can't take the pressure. So you know what? I, I don't fix it. I'm <sighs> I just wish they had somehow figured out a way to make an alternate hand for Stratos because that little that little handle thing kind of looks Stupid. shitty. And it kind of ruins it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Well, I mean, even my Staff of Avion is, you know, it's not gold plastic. It's it's painted right. gold. Right, so right. So I had somebody holding it, and then they chipped all the paint off of the handle when I pulled it out of their hand. I just used a clear rubber band and stuck it in Stratos's hand. Yeah, there you go. That's that's the best. All right, who's next? Uh, who's next? Um, uh, Eldor, Powers of Eternia. One of the only uh, two figures from the very very last thing that was ever supposed to happen with He Man, the Powers of Eternia line, which we got a hero very early on, and then yeah. we waited and waited and waited. What? Two thousand eight, three, four. Five years? Shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, five years. Six years to get uh, Eldor. So here, we got him. Um, he is your elderly wizard uh, Merlin dude. Uh, his staff he, is super cool. He turned out better than I thought he would. Oh, yeah? Be- because his little... Yeah, like little- a niche... Little. Initially, I really felt like, you know what, this guy needs to have a full robe. This look is really weird. The short, the short tunic, the super yeah, short tunic. I, I, yeah, I didn't like that at first, but now that I've got him, uh, he, he looks pretty cool. I like him. He looks, you know what, this is what this wizard character would look like in the world of He-Man. Yes. He oh, would absolutely. not be wearing a long robe. He would have his giant muscular thighs exposed. Yeah, well, yeah. Nobody wears long robes in He-Man. Everyone's right. like, have you seen my thighs? Of course you have. Right, um, right. Yeah, and I, I like the way that they gave him sort of like two looks with the removable cowl. I think that that could have gone worse. The way that it sockets in. 
It could have. It could have gone way worse. It's not great, but it's, it's okay. It's not great, but it could have gone way worse. Although yeah. I will say that that the people's complaints of the weird monkey lips. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Oh, I haven't seen it, and I don't want to. Yeah, he has this sort of like. Stop! I don't want to know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Do it. We have to. Well, it, he just has like you look under his. You don't. You you know. You don't notice it really until you start looking, and then you look under his mustache. And it's like his bottom lip is like twice as long as it should be, and it, and it either it either looks like he's sticking his tongue out at you, and they didn't paint his tongue, or he has weird funny monkey lips. I'm never gonna look at this figure again. I know, right? Ugh. You can't unsee it. And then you have the uh, the the book of living spells, which is his other accessory besides his staff. The book of invisible spells. The book of spells and invisible ink. Yes. Um, and, uh, it is our, our articulated accessory that has two points of articulation. Um, now we've had other articulated accessories like the, uh, the, um, uh, keys, cosmic keys that have had articulation, but this one has two points of articulation. Ooh. And has nothing in it. So well, he just doesn't let anybody see it. Is the thing? Yeah. Wow, or, your your book is open. That's amazing. Can I see? No, get away from my book. Yes. Don't look at my uh, book. I I do think it's cool. I I love the fact that you can pose him with it like under his arm, like it's closed, and then you yeah. can open it up and sort of have him hold it like he's reading out of it. I think that's super cool. Um. You know, I agree with with a lot of people's things that, you know, you could have just at least put something, just something in there. Just some kind of gibberish, even if it was, not, you know, symbols that meant nothing right? or whatever. I believe that the story was that the original one's going to have, like, a lenticular, cool, shiny, trippy shit going on on the inside of the original, original figure, um, which was never made. And I'm I'm all about, like the prototype figures and giving characters who never got their figures made figures. Sure. So, you know, we waited a long time for Eldor and I'm very happy to have him. I think he looks great. I think his staff is badass. Um, and I love all the extra details on his, on his, on his back belt. The little yeah. It's for harvesting herbs and the little like pouch and all that kind of stuff. He's um, totally into elder scrolls. Every time he sees a plant, he, har- yeah. he, uh, harvests it. I think he could have he could have gone with a couple of extra paint apps on his chest. There's you can see a little bit of detail on the shirt underneath the shirt that could have maybe got a little paint. And um but other than that, I, I'm I, I think he's I think he's as much as we could have expected from Eldor. Uh, yeah. and, and and I'm pretty pretty happy with him. Uh this moves us to Sweet Bee. Who I have a strange relationship with. Um, Tell us. I don't know. There was, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but for some reason there was always this fascination with me with Sweet Bee that, that I always, and I, and I, and looking back, I realized that I had no idea what she really looked like. I just thought that the bee, the sexy bee chick from Shira was something I would have liked. (laughs) Without having any information about her at all. Really. And, and, and then I was like, I was always looking forward to Sweepy and I thought she would be really cool. And I think she does look cool. Um, she, she's, uh, pink and yellow 
which is a a tough color palette. Pink, orange, and yellow. Especially for a bee. Yeah, the pink the pink is kind of weird. The pink wings and the pink antenna are 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 uh not what you'd expect from a bee. Yeah. Well, an interesting choice for a bee and an interesting, you know, combination, uh, period. And, and there's like sort of no connection between her and Buzz Off at all. Um, right. She's a girl who's like, who kind of dresses like a bee. Um, rather she's than a fa- she's a fan. She's, she's cosplaying as one of Buzz Off's people. Yeah. She's like Batros. You know, she's like, yes. I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a party. I'm at a costume party and I'm just like a bat. I'm at a I'm at a costume party. I'm just like a bee kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Maybe her and Batros could hit it off. If I didn't think that Batros was completely totally gay, yeah, would say that yeah. they could have something going on. Um. And her hair, her she's one of the other female Shira figures with wings that you cannot move her head. Period. It does not move at all. Um. None. There is no articulation with her head whatsoever. Uh. The wings, the wings and her shoulders completely hamper it all. She, she can't even look up and down. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's really not, nothing you can do with that. So like, you know, with, with the absence of an ab crunch, you can turn her in different directions. And then because her wings go between her hair, she in, well, she's had a, she's got a, yeah, she can put her wings together, uh, like Flutterina, but she has, in my opinion, she has a little less articulation in her wings than Flutterina does. Um, her boots could use an extra coat of paint on the little like straps, I think. Uh, and she has weak ankles too, although it's not as bad as my, some of the other ladies. Uh, and then the bee gun. What are your What are your opinions on the bee gun? I think the bee gun looks awesome. Now I'm just looking at a picture of it. I do not, like I said, I did not subscribe to Club Etheria, so I don't have any of them. But looking at pictures, I think the bee gun looks awesome. I think it's a great addition to her because without it. Uh, she doesn't even, she didn't come with a weapon. She would just have the shield. And, oh, you know. so you would really, just looking at her, you wouldn't actually know that she's supposed to be a bee. No, not really. Cause other than the, the fact she has antenna, she's not terribly bee-like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Although I will say the back of her wings, the, the front of her wings have an interesting, they have like a sort of pattern that's like, um, little platelets or whatever. And then on the back, they have a really cool texture that I've, I've never actually noticed before. That's like these tiny, tiny little bumps. That's actually pretty cool, but she has translucent wings, pink translucent wings that you would appreciate. Um, so, you know, in spite of my weird unvalidated expectations of <laughs> sweepy, uh, um, you know, she's okay. Um, nothing to write home about, but yeah, Speaking of things to write home about, that brings oh, us to boy. the other figure. Now, that, that we, we forgot to mention this. October was a big month. We got Elvis, yeah. Sweet Bee, and our next figure all in that month. And our next figure is the crown jewel of the Club Etheria subscription. No doubt. This figure was worth the price of admission alone. Well. It, he was worth subbing for Club Etheria. And the problem was you didn't know about him when they put right. the sub on sale. And that was kind of shitty uh, because I think a lot of people missed out on this figure. Now, not to say that doesn't reward the, the people who did sign up <laughs> because it is a great reward because this figure is 
one of the best figures of the year, period. And I am extremely proud to own him. Light Hope, Crystal Castle Man, because <laughs> that's what he is. Yeah. And he is amazing. Light Hope is fucking phenomenal. And I, I hope that you get a chance to hold this figure in your hand someday. Because I, he looks, picture wise, he looks fantastic. Picture, as soon as I saw him, pictures don't do words. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Damn, would that have been worth it?" It, it was seriously, it was. The, I mean, this this figure is so good and so beautiful and so fucking cool. Um, you you definitely see a lot of the Four Horsemen's other work, like their other lines. You see a lot of that in here. Um, it was designed. Not by the Four Horsemen, though. Which what? is interesting. It was designed by um, uh, Baina, uh, Nat, Nate. Um, Nate, I think his last name is Baina. Um, but he, they farmed this one out. He's the same guy who designed New Adventure Shira. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and he took the took the Crystal Castle in all of its appearances in in the original toy... And in its appearances in, in the filmation cartoon, yeah. and and gave form to Light Hope, uh, which you know, as as those of you who are familiar with the show know, that it was a big pillar of light that talked to Shira. He's a sorceress character of of Shira, and he is fucking badass as shit looking. Um, he's translucent, pearlescent, pink plastic. Uh, you hold him up to the light and it shot, totally shines through him and they left the back of his head open so that the light shines through the armor parts. Um, he is absolutely a treat. Uh, there are tons, tons and tons of tiny little details on his armor and on his body that are little like parts of the crystal castle floor. You know, like little weird patterns that were in the playset that are worked into his armor, and it is a la- absolute labor labor of love. This figure could not be any better at all. I, I 100%, this is one of the best figures of the line, and the fact that it was completely original and wasn't based on anything other than we're going to give this formless character a character and a, and a figure, and the the dude knocked it completely out of the park. And that is the consensus across the board. There is nobody who thinks that Light Hope was not good. Nobody. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to track one of those down. I am really sorry you missed it on this guy. I mean, and and you know when you talk about characters that like even if you separate them out from Motu, that are just like amazing figures on their own. This this is this guy is a living walking god. That is what he is. He is a living walking. Slightly, you know, kind of a little Egyptian-y feeling, maybe a little bit, but right. just like a walking deity. Just like power just radiating out of him. This figure is absolutely the crown jewel of Club Etheria and one of the best figures of this year, period. Um, most original, uh, you know, and, and people didn't, you know, when this guy was designing it, I don't think... I don't think Castle Grayskull Man was, well, I guess Castle Grayskull Man was out by then. But, you know, his staff basically has the Crystal Castle on top of it. Mine is unfortunately a little bent, uh, but... Hair dryer. 
hairdryer will fix that right up. That is, that is one change I will make to figures is, is I'll, uh, if I need to take a hairdryer to them, I'll do that. I, you know, if, if anybody missed out like, like Phantom on, uh, Club Etheria and decided not to sub up, uh, what is, do you know what he's going for online? Uh, 60 bucks. Worth it. Totally worth it. Absolutely worth it. That's at the upper limit of my my willingness to spend on Masters figures, but uh, particularly for him, I'll... Uh, I can tell you I'll, will not be disappointed. I promise I'll, you, you won't be disappointed. What, what I'll probably do is keep an eye out at the cons this year, and if I haven't found one by, like, Dragon Con, I'll, I'll just pony up and buy one off eBay. I didn't see him at Dragon Con. He wasn't out at Dragon Con. He wasn't. Oh, October. no! Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll keep an eye out throughout the year because there's tons of him up on eBay. Tons okay. Of him. Oh, that's so, a shame. He's not in. He's not in short supply. Uh, uh, but he is pricey because he was, you know, the club exclusive for, you know, the the secondary sub. So that makes him, I think, even a little more, uh, a little more special than than the regular club exclusive. Well, what do we got next? Let's... If anybody out there is on the fence, please. He's yeah, the best I'll... figures of the line and easily the best figure of Club of Thieves. I'll definitely have him. And, and which, which moves us along to the next thing that I, I totally intend to have at some point, but, uh, there will be trading or some, some form of price reduction going on because boy, a hundred battle racks. 110 bucks was a steep price to pay. But I will tell you what. I'm very lucky that somebody sent me an original Battle Ram, uh, for free. They gave oh, wow. it to me because they knew that I was a He-Man fan and they found one and they sent it to me. Uh, I have good, I have great friends. And the fact that I have a little Battle Ram that is like old and beat up that my son can play with and yeah. he has his own big Battle Ram. That is his, and we can play with them together. Totally worth one hundred and ten dollars. You know what? Since now, now, since you mentioned that, what's your status on vintage He Man? Have you got any of your old stuff? Have you got anything? I have. Have, I have a handful of my old stuff. I don't have. I don't have all of my old stuff. I have okay. uh, a decent amount of my old stuff. But one of the benefits of being like that, He Man is my one thing. Right. Like my one thing is that occasionally people just send me stuff. They, they, uh, I had a friend, um, Gordon Smutter, who's a, a friend of mine who's a puppeteer, found yeah, yeah. two Wind Raiders at a Goodwill and mailed me both of them. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, and so now my son has two Wind Raiders to play with. That's uh, awesome. And which, which is amazing because both of the Wind Raiders that they found at Goodwill had the tail piece on them. And as soon as my son touched them, <laughs> somehow these somehow these toys managed to keep their tail fin from the eighties <laughs> for thirty years. For thirty years, and as soon as my son touches them, the tail pieces are gone. Oh my gosh! I'm holding on to them, but they <laughs> stay on the toy. Oh, that's funny. Um, so I have two two of these awesome battle rams: big battle ram, big battle ram for daddy, little battle ram for for little B. And yeah. it's. I mean, it's a beautiful translation of the original figure. Uh, it's, it's sturdy, it's heavy, 
Um, I've switched out the, the, the original jet sled for, um, the front. So I've got the, you know, it comes with a snake version of the jet, yeah, the villain. Yeah. So I've got that one loose. Now what's the deal with that snake? Where, where did that come from? From filmation. Oh, okay. The villains, the villains had the snake head on the, on the jet sleds and the, the good guys had the griffin head on the jet sleds. Never noticed that for even a second. Neither did I until, <laughs> until it came out. Uh, it, it's a, it's a really sweet toy. It rolls really well, uh, especially on carpet. It rolls really well. When you do it over a hard surface, there's a little wobble in the wheels. Not enough um, traction or. No, just whatever. like, like, like there's a, like the, just the, the, the holes that the, that the axles go through aren't perfectly straight. Oh, I got Both sets of wheels. So yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of a wobble, but when you do it on carpet, you don't notice it. Okay. Um, the missile shoots great. I just shot it. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it almost hit battle line. Uh, my only, I don't have very many gripes with the battle ram at all. It's a beautiful piece. There's tons of really awesome detail in it. My only gripe is, is really with the back of the battle ram. Now the, the, the good part of the back of, back of the battle ram is they added this little plate here on the back and a pair of handles, which means two characters can ride the battle ram. And I, oh, nice. That addition. Say, so what'd you say? I just said nice. Yeah, Very cool. It's great because you can have like, you know, He-Man driving it around and the man at arms as his wingman hanging out on the back. And the fact that it's a vehicle that can hold two characters is new. We don't have anything like that. You know, the Wind Raider doesn't hold two characters. None of the horses, none of the beasts, none of that. Yeah. Only vehicle in the line that can hold two characters. The downside of that is the is the little platform that that the that the that the people stand on in the back, um, is kind of flimsy. Oh, no, I was getting ready to say, don't tell me it's like rubber or some it's, shit. It's not rubber, but it's it's unsatisfyingly flimsy. Ugh. Feels like you could just snap it off. Not that it's brittle, because it is a little flimsy, but it, it feels a little weak. Now I will say Ugh. this: it comes with two sets of foot pegs. Which accommodate both the female figures who don't have the same sort of leg span as the men. Right, right. So that is cool. That is very cool. That is cool. a great nod. That they yeah. like, oh, we'll put the guys on the back. Like Tila can totally hang out or Shear or whoever can can still hang out on the back and look and look good. That's good. Um but there's this weird you know, cause it, in a lot of the old He Man vehicles and playsets, Castle Grayskull included there was a lot of like kind of psychedelic kind of art, like weird kind of psychedelic kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's this weird like thing on the, uh, it was originally a sticker on the back of the battle ram of this kind of weird face that has like goggles and kind of like a, looks like a respirator kind of thingy on. And it's a separate piece. It's like a, it's like a separate rubbery kind of rubbery piece that, that is plugged in and glued down to the, to the back of the battle ram and the color scheme as much as they tried to match the original color scheme of the original Battle Ram, does not look like it fits on this vehicle at all. Oh. It totally stands out. It's got this weird kind of like fluorescent kind of thing going on that just does not look right at all. Huh. Now, if you, I do recommend. There's a guy. I don't. I don't remember his name, but he but he made a Battle Ram man. Like the <laughs> fighting foe man, we're all like the vehicle specific guys. Sure. The battle ram man. And he is worth taking a look at. He looks really cool. 
Okay. So look at Battle Ram Man online, and uh, and he, he's he's got the helmet that's the face on the back of the Battle Ram. Oh, that's funny. That has like the weird fluorescent looking face, but then he has a, another head that's got like a a cool like he's missing an eye and has like a ocular kind of thing going on, um, and looks pretty cool. Now, what about what about the Man at Arms that came with the Battle Ram? Very good question. Um, did I need another Man at Arms? Absolutely not. I've got snake man at arms. I've got regular man at arms. Um, I I have not broken all of them down to build like my perfect man at arms. I had already done that with my existing man at arms and and uh, and the snake man at arms. Yeah, I've I've got my perfect man at arms without yeah. the battle ram man at arms. The only thing he really has to offer because this because the the colors on his armor are basically the same as snake man man at arms. Except that he comes with like the extra, uh, the extra arm armor that the palace guards came with. Mm-hmm. The only thing he's really bringing to the table is the unhelmeted head. Um, now I love 2000X. I love Ponytail Duncan. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I could have done with a head, not a whole other man at arms. Right. Um, part of me actually thinks that Battle Battle Ram Man would have been cooler. Um, but Jet Sled Man, <laughs> uh, or, uh, what was <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember that yeah, guy's name. exactly. Uh, didn't go over so well, so I understand this decision. Well, but the thing is, here, and, and this is part of my problem with the pricing of the Battle Ram, is I know, you know, 25 or $30 or whatever of that price is for a figure that I do not want. Yeah, I agree. It was really pricey. That all being said... It is a toy. It is fun as shit to run around on the ground. Right. And I never had the Battle Ram when I was a kid. It was always the toy that, like, my friends had that I got to play with when I visited them. Yeah. So, personally, having one, worth it. Totally worth it. Man-at-Arms, don't give a fuck about an extra Man-at-Arms. However, the Battle Ram itself, after having seen it, in person at Comic-Con. The one time I went to Comic-Con yeah. was the year it was on display. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in person and then waited years, never thinking we would get it. Yeah, it was Ever. what, four years? Four years yeah. between when they showed it, right? Yep. Yeah. Never thought we would get it, but it delivered. Yeah. It really did. It delivered. So that uh, I I have a lot of good things to say about the Battle Ram. Very minor nitpicks. Um you know, I've, I've seen other people on Instagram, actually, whose uh, their paint job on the, the bottle of the jet sled is different than mine, and uh, they were missing, like, a piece or something. Yeah, I've seen pictures of, I, I've seen several different pictures of ones that were missing some of the guns from the bottle. Yeah, when it was the gun and the paint job was all wrong Yeesh. on the bottom, um, and, and so I, I, mine seems to be fine, um, and, and, I'm, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, but you know, to anyone out there who got a shitty one, I, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Um, so moving on from Battle Ram, we get to Tongue Lasher. Yes, yes, a super awesome Snake Man. One of the two last Snake Men to finish out that faction. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't as sold as Phantom on him when I saw the the pictures. Oh, I loved him. I have him in hand. I'm all about. Oh, it. from the second I saw him, I loved him, and he totally <laughs> delivered from his. His weird surgical gloves <laughs> to yeah. his crazy ass tongue head to his wacky feet. 
everything about this guy is utterly weird and just wonderful. He's, he's one of those snake men that totally stands out from the rest, but he's still very much a snake man. Do, do you, you have yours, right? What's that? You, you, you have yours. Yes, yes. Um, I had to shove a little bit of sticky tack up under his, the front of his head. Did you have a really bad bobblehead on yours? No. Oh, uh, see, I had a really bad bobblehead on mine, on and the, I had to the... shove a little piece of sticky tack up under, like, his chin to, to actually get him to, like, look out and not have just the whole head, especially with the, with the tongue out head. Just not have it be totally, totally loose and fall forward. Man, you have got, um, maybe, do they? The, I have got the shitty, loosest figures. You do. It's awful. Like, I don't, cause my, my tongue lash, or I was actually concerned about that once I saw the tongue head and just how insane the tongue was. I was like, am I even going to be able to pose that? And I had no problems. Do they deliver yours, like, through a really warm area of the world or something, maybe? I have no idea, but I, I just have really bad luck with joints you on my do. fingers. Like, I have a lo- just a lot of loose ankles, a lot of loose hips. I, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Know. And I don't deserve that. I'm a really good fan. You are a good fan. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just a hair shy of one of those lunatics who buys multiple subs just to keep the line going. Oh, man, I wish. I wish I had that kind of money. Right. I would. If I had the, that kind of money, I would. Right, I'd right. It. Exactly. Uh, my only gripe with Tongue Lasher after having him in hand is that you, that he has no rocker feet. Yeah. That, like, you can't really, like, pose him in, like, a crouching. Cause I, I wanna, he's crouching. He's like, ah! yeah. You know, he's like crouching and, like, shooting his tongue out at you. And, and the way that his legs work is they're so flat. His feet are so wide that you can't really get them wide apart. Well, what I had to do is I put, I spread his legs out at the hips and turned them kind of sideways. So he's doing one of those sideways crouches. Because uh, okay. you can, oh, and then you, you, that way back on the, back on the ankles. Right, yeah. right, right. That's the only yeah. way you can do it. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. But you're right. He does need to be crouchy. Yeah. No one, no one stands up really straight. And then shoots a giant tongue out of their face. At you. No, that's absurd. That's you can look that up in in the book of etiquette, and that's just wrong. Now, as much as I uh, and I had tongue lasher as a kid, uh, so I have nostalgia going on with this one. And I and I will go on the record. I fucking hate the snake stabs. Oh yeah, I hate 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 snake stabs. Totally. They're big and stupid and chunky, and they don't look good in anybody's hands. Which is why I'm so glad that tongue lasher has the wicked awesome dragonfly. Um, bowcaster thing. Yeah. Cause I think I love that when I was a kid and I think that the update looks great. Mine's a little bent. Like one of the wings droops down a little lower than the other. But other than that, I still think it's a great weapon. And that's how I, that's how I display him was, is with the, the dragonfly. I didn't give him that because it was a little too hoardy. Um, initially I gave him a sword from something else from one of the battles. A sword? Huh? He holds a sword? Um. Oh no! Wait, he's got crazy hands. So I never did give him a sword. I was thinking I gave him a sword. No, I gave him nothing. He's just standing there, sticking his tongue out. Because the realization I came to was his tongue is his weapon. Right. Right. He doesn't need anything. Uh. So tongue lasher, totally awesome. I'm looking forward to finishing up the Snake Men. They're one of my favorite factions. I like the fact that they're small and they don't have like a million characters in them. Yes. Um. 
and I like how they're all like you know cool and different. And I love how, in spite of the fact that they're snake men, they're actually amphibian and reptile DNA all wrapped up into one, which I I thought was a good explanation. Yes. When they when they explained it, because you know, tongue lasher doesn't look anything like a snake. No, he's no. totally a poison frog. Yes. Um. So moving on from tongue lasher brings us to the other. So November was an extremely expensive year or month. We got the battle ram if you bought it, which was one hundred and ten dollars. Uh, then tongue lasher and a quarterly beast, which was arrow, which I have. So arrow arrow. Um, I, I, I think he's good. Like he had to be done. It just pisses me off that they couldn't figure out that removable wing technology for Swiftwind. I agree. Totally pisses me off. Otherwise he's fine. Uh, I was going to sell him and I kept looking at him and I was like, you know what? Not only is it, cause I like Bo. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Not only is he Bo's horse, and I kind of need a horse for Bo, but he also can be just a regular horse. So down the line, when I'm trying to figure out, you know, different stuff to do, taking pictures of toys or whatever, if I need a horse, I've got a horse. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking too. Is like, you know, he's a he's a solid horse figure. At the end of the day, you got a great looking horse with a kind of badass mohawk. Um, and you know, I think my son could enjoy just having a horse. Yes. Yeah. Cause if you, if you go to the toy store and you want a horse, you're going to get a big wad of plastic with no joints. Yep. And I would say that you would have to get a girly looking horse, but he also has pink bridles. So yeah. it's not like he's the manliest horse, but not that I'm raising a super manly son. I'm raising a boy who thinks that. You know, I'm trying to, yeah, he has Batgirl toys, just like Batman. Sure. You know, like, he's got the Batman car, but he's got a Batgirl car too. You know, Shira should just be as cool as He-Man. So, having a horse with a pink bridle, not a big deal. No, right. not at all. Uh, speaking so of girls. to Speaking of the ladies, uh, that brings us to the other November figure. So, speak, this is the final, the fourth November figure. November was a, was a big month. The, well, the entire end of the year was big. We had three yeah. October figures, four November things, and they were big items, like a beast and a vehicle, if you got the Battle Ram. Um, then, uh, you finished out November with the final Club Etheria figure, or no, not the final Club Etheria figure, but I think one of the, Second only to Light Hope, the Club of Theory figure, Galactic Protector slash New Adventure Shira, which I was able to get on day of on sale, which I'm quite happy about because she is awesome. She is awesome. She is a Space Valkyrie. Uh, even if you remove the entire Shira part of the equation, which I don't think you should, but she's still an amazing looking figure. And I agree with the idea, which I believe was the idea behind it, was that the 30th anniversary of Shira, which was this year, um, and part of the you know the reason that we had Club Etheria, to get a new Shira figure. Yes. Uh, and to do New Adventure Shira, to have her follow the same path as Adam, 
um, to leave her home planet behind and go off into space to to do something bigger. Because that's, you know, and, and it makes even more sense at the end of the day, um, you know, for Shira to go off into space because, you know, the big bad, you know, you can say that Hordak is He-Man's big bad, but in my opinion, it's always He-Man and Skeletor. Yes. And it's Hordak and She-Ra. Yes. And, and Hordak is part of the Horde Empire, the intergalactic Horde Empire. And so for She-Ra to ever really, really win, the only way to do that is to go off into space. So tying her into new adventures, I think, made absolute sense. I love her design. I love the fact that, you know, you had the, the silver armor of, uh, of, of the original He-Man character, and then he went, and then he went gold, uh, for new adventures He-Man, and then you had a lot of gold in original Shira, and then she went silver for, uh, for new adventures. I, yes. I love, I love everything about the character. She's uh, a perfect homage, and a, and a, and if you're gonna get a new character in the line this year, because she's really like our only new character. There were no 30th anniversary of He-Man new characters. Everything else had come before. She's the of uh, you know she's the only new original character this year, barring Light Hope, who you know. Half but even Light Hope was technically a character before. Well, this is Shira was a character. Well, so right. It's the two of them together. But if you're going to do that, the 30th anniversary of Shira to get a to get Light Hope as an actual realized physical form and a new version of Shira, well done. I think these were great choices, and I think New Adventure Shira looks badass. Yeah, she's great. She's totally great. Uh, I lucked out. Because I, I had her pre-ordered at one of the, the toy sites because I was ready to pay 45 bucks or whatever they were charging for her. Uh, but, you know, she lasted a while when they put her on sale. Because when I pre-ordered her, I wasn't actually sure if they were even selling the Club Etheria stuff on Maddie or if you had to have a sub to get any of it. Mm. Uh, but then she went up and I bought her and I was, I was quite pleased. She's great, man. Everything works. She looks yeah. great next to He-Man. And like you said, the contrast of the gold and silver being flipped is, is really great. It's smart. And, and I, I really hope, um, that, uh, that, that Nate, the guy who they got to design Light Hope and he designed, um, the, the tapestries inside Castle Grayskull. Uh, and he did the design for New Adventure Shira. I really hope that they continue to hire him. Yeah. Um, he also colors, uh, the, uh, the, the New Adventure, the new mini comics. He's the, their colorist. Well, he's, uh, he, he is, I, as a designer, he is fantastic. Yes. I, I, I am 100% behind hire that guy. <laughs> yeah. Keep, Mattel, keep hiring that guy. He is, he is phenomenal. Um, my only, this is like, the tiniest little nitpick. My only gripe with her is that I wish that the, the gem, that the gem of protection in her like new cool laser sword was was translucent. Yeah, yeah, I'll that's agree with only, that. And that's such a minor nitpick on such a great character. And if and that's the only only thing I can think of that's wrong with her is is that's the one thing I would change. Yeah. Other than that, I'm she. They knocked it out of the park. She's awesome. Bringing us to December, and we have 
the other uh, 1980s film character, Gwildor. Yeah. Yeah. Gwildor came with uh, accessories just as big as he is. <laughs> Uh, he came with two cosmic keys, uh, a repaint of the cosmic key that came with Preternity He-Man, and then a, uh, a, a replica life-size, air quotes, cosmic key. What is, what is that uh, bullshit? All right, first of all, the repaint, that's toy colors, right? Correct. So that, so that m- matches the vintage Gwildor toy. Right. But that other thing, what is that fucking bullshit? So... It, it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look like um, the scale of the cosmic key that was in the movie. What? So to scale, um, and then and then they made a prototype toy cosmic key that never saw production, like a kid size one. Yes. Okay. And so this is an homage to that. That is fucking stupid. I think it's kind of cool. I don't. Uh, it's the biggest accessory we've ever got. And it made it made this crap... Well, okay, no, no, no. Gwildor is not a crap figure. Gwildor is very well done. It's not a figure I have any interest in. He's up on eBay. But it made this figure I have no interest in cost more than any other figure in the Classics line. He was the holiday item, and he was extremely expensive, and he came in an oversized box... For a very small figure with lots of accessories. There's so much bullshit about Gwildor. Uh, I I think that the cool I, I think that the that the big cosmic key is cool. My my problem with the cosmic key is I believe the problem that you had is that both of my cosmic keys are fucking bent. Yeah, yes. Yes. The uh, handle the handle on the little one is bent, uh, and then the top of the big one is also bent. And it is so thick. That I don't know if I can hair dryer or hot water this one into fixing it. Yeah, the little one in in mine, and granted, I did not open mine because I'm trying to sell it. But just looking in the packaging, the small one, the handle is almost at a 90 degree angle. Ooh, that's worse. Mine's slightly bent. Mine is bent but, as fuck. And then the big one is is like you said, the thick part is just warped. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's pathetic. The top, the top is, is, is really bent. Um, and it's disappointing. I, I like, I, you know, it's tough. I, I, you know, we got so much talk and so much, so much talk from Mattel about how we weren't doing hyper, you know, 2000X style. We weren't doing it. It's off the table. It's off the table. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And, and then we get this like super hyper detailed gold door. Yeah. You know, like, like he, I, my biggest gripe with him is that he doesn't look like he fits north the rest of the line. No, he doesn't at all. He he looks like a NECA figure. Yes, or uh, or whatever. Um, you know, I enjoy the movie. Uh, I I'm I enjoy the bits of Gildor, you know, and and the poor man's Orko or whatever that he is. He's um, Orko that doesn't have to float. Yeah, um, but he's not. He's he also serves this shitty reason of. You know, making the movie cost less for even more reasons than not being able to afford Orko and sending everybody to Earth. Um, so it can be Beastmaster instead of He-Man. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, there's a lot of things not to like about Gwildor, but at the end of the movie, but the end of the movie, at the end of the day, if you, 
watch the movie for and just enjoy it. It's a it is a great enjoyable movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoy the movie. I just don't. I and I like Billy Barty, uh, but yeah. Gwildor was great. And I, I I honestly would have rather it seen. I think a figure that uh, a a Gwildor figure that fit more in with the rest of our figures. Yes, because when I put him up against like just just what I have in front of me, if if you put him against Tongue Lasher. And filmation Hordak, he does not look like he fits in this line. Yeah, way too much detail, way too much in the way of paint apps. Um, no, the paint apps. Honestly, the paint apps are fine. Really, I, I'm, I, I'm not. The paint apps don't bother me. Uh, it's the little, the little details, the little, little, the little textures, and all that kind of crap. Yeah. And I think that they just, you know, they were like, oh, if we're gonna do Goldor, we're gonna make him. Look like you did from the movie, and you know, and and for us to bitch about that with Gwildor, and then say that it was a strength in Blade, but it, but um, I don't feel like Blade is as movie accurate as Gwildor is. Blade yeah. does not. I'll be interested to see how Sarod comes out. If I stuck Blade in with my Predator figures from NECA, I'm not Blade uh, Gwildor, and with my Predator figures from yeah. NECA, he would fit. If I stuck Blade in there, he would look silly. Mm, right. So there's Goldor. Um, maybe not worth the price. Uh, maybe you know is a big uh, you know hypocritical hypocritical contradiction of what we were told what to expect out of the line. Eh. But um, he did have to be made. He, he did need to be made. Yes. Yes. And so there we go. So there's Goldor. Um, that brings us to our second December figure out of the three, which was Mermista. One of the greatest triumphs, maybe of the line. Please tell me more. Uh, I, I just, the fact that she's a regular price figure and that she has that incredible tale. No one was expecting. Yeah. No one was expecting her to be regular price. No. Uh, incredible tail, uh, great legs, overall fantastic looking figure in either form, whether with the legs or with the tail. Her hair is fantastic. Um, her, her costume is great. She just looks absolutely incredible no matter what. The only problem I have is that stand, maybe I just can't figure out how to use it. But the stand does not seem to work at all in any way. I had the exact same problem until tonight when I was laying all the figures out. And I was like, God, you know, Phantom said that he loved Mermista. And I didn't when I got her because I could not get the bitch to stand up. Right. <laughs> and, and and so I started fucking around with it and I figured out the secret. What is the okay, secret, Okay, so so... Okay, so she has these, like, little ridges at the very, very bottom of her tail. Yeah. There's, like, like where where the where it tapers down. The, the, the stand doesn't go at the, over those ridges. It goes underneath the big, the big one at the top. Oh, so it doesn't it interact, right it doesn't interact with the joint. It goes, it goes right, like if you, if you start at the top and work your way down and there's the first, first set of little frills. Right. At the very bottom of her tail. Yeah. 
the stand sockets in very nicely underneath that first frill, and everything works. Okay. But I did not figure that out until tonight. Well, and was pissed because and, she couldn't stand up. And I will say though that it ended up being a non-factor for me because mermaids don't stand around on their tails. So, no, but then how do you display her? I have her sitting on the edge of my shelf okay. with her tail hanging over the edge, and she looks fine. See, I have closed shelves. Oh, so that doesn't work for you. I don't, I don't have that luxury. See, yeah. to me, it's crazy pants to have a mermaid standing up on her tail anyway. So it was either right. going to be her standing on her legs or some uh, some way of her sitting down. Now, I would have really liked it if you could put her tail out to the side and have yeah. her sitting that way, but that just but that would look. I have even no idea how you'd even do that. I didn't, no, you can't. I tried. You can't do it. Uh, but no, she. If you consider on the edge of a shelf with the tail hanging over, she looks great. Um, and the the I will try the stand though, just to because I want to know how that works. But man, yeah, she's it goes, awesome. It just, it just yeah. It, and I was super disappointed because I heard how happy you were with her. Yeah, because you got yours before I did. Mine was late. Oh wow. Oh, and that's I was right. Like, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so looking forward to this. And then I got her, and then I was just like. Motherfucker, I cannot get her to stand up. The stand is bullshit. It doesn't work. And and then I just now figured it out tonight, and now I'm much more happy with it. Well, good, good. My only my only gripe now, <laughs> now that I can get her to stand up, is that I kind of wish there was like a like another coating over the over the sparkles. Yeah, the sparkles have a little off, like another little clear coat. Yeah, the sparkles um, have a little too much texture. They look like Target Christmas yeah. ornaments. Well, I don't mind that. I just mind that they like come off on my fingers when I touch her. That's what I've. That's what bothers me. Well, eventually but, they stop. Okay. Just just rubber a lot. Yeah. Okay. Love I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> but uh, I think that she's she's great. I love her cool horn accessory. I love that they gave her like an extra new accessory. And not just the shield, because the you know, I, God knows we need more fucking Shira shields. Yeah, right. Um, uh, and her hair, you know, it you can kind of get her hair around her shoulders, not not much to turn her head around, but but kinda, um, not as bad as some of the others. Um, and you know what? It's she's it's He Man. It's sword and sorceries and lasers, and of course, it's a mermaid. Yeah. So she totally fits right in with everything else. I think uh, I'm I'm very happy with her, and I think she's great. And that brings us to the last figure of our review, the last figure of 2015, December. Uh, last figure of 2014, Spinnerella, the extra priced $35 figure, Salt and Peppa's DJ, no less. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts on Spinnerella? Uh, congratulations to her for being in that Geico commercial and getting some attention in this day and age. Um, I think that's really exciting for all three of them. Now, I, uh, I don't have Spinnerella because she was part of Club Etheria. Right. Uh, I didn't, I, I really like her look. And if I saw her somewhere for like 20 bucks, I'd pick her up. Um, I really like all the crazy stuff hanging off of her. I, I think she looks neat. She's got purple in her. She's, 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 uh, the, um, like the Ric Flair. Macho Man. No, oh, she's the Macho, macho Man. Macho Man she's, Randy yeah, Savage. she's the Macho Man of, of POV. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with, uh, tassels and, and whatnot. I think, I think the tassels work much better on her skirt. 
than they do on her wrists or on her on her forearms. Um, honestly, the tassels on her on her skirt look fantastic. Yeah. They are sculpted in such a way that they look like they're really falling naturally. Uh, and they're very flexible. You can like brush them around and, and they move and they're, and, and they look great. Um, it's the ones on her wrists that, that really limit her posability because she just looks really unrealistic in any pose other than them just hanging well, straight and down. What's frustrating about that is Mattel has done Macho Man Randy Savage figures with tassels that long and they make them out of uh, very soft, like vinyl type fabric, uh, oh. and they look fine. And if you like, when you first get the figure, if you have them with the arms straight down, they stick out. But over time, they hang down and look fine. And I don't understand why they couldn't have done that here because I'm looking at pictures of the figure and those you have are the crazy. technology, right? Have the tassel, have the tassel yes, technology. Yes, you've done it before. Right. Um. I think that she's that she's great. She's her hair is very heavy. <laughs> she she has some of the most solid hair really? of, of yeah, like she just has a ton of solid hair. It's very thick. It's not just big, but it's also very okay. thick. And you know, she has two hair options. Um you can take the her little sort of crowny kind of thingy off and uh do her she has two options, uh her original figure option and then more her filmation option. She has two different hairstyles that you can do. She can have bigger hair or slightly less big (laughs) hair. Basically are your options. Um, And it's cool. I think that's great. Uh, I really do. I love, I love different options for character display. I love the balance between uh, cartoon appearance and, um, uh, and, and toy. I think that's, No, no. Hang on, sorry. Go Take ahead. If you're getting information... If you're uh, if you're yes. still there, everything's fine. Um, she comes with a spear. She comes with the, the green goddess spear that's painted different. Mine's really warped. Um, and it's hard for her to, like... Because, you know, cause she's Spinnerella. You want to pose her in a way that yeah, she's, yeah. like, spinning around. Effectively has, like, small-time tornado powers is what she's got going for her. Like, if she put, like, fish hooks... On all the ends of her tassels, everyone would be in yes. trouble. It'd be like you know Hellraiser. Um, she would force me with. Um, and and this isn't something I say about a lot of figures because uh, it's not really applicable. But the way that the tassels hang down um, from behind, like the way that they that they are positioned around the back of her legs, uh-huh. when you look at the back of the figure. Honestly, kind of looks cooler than the huh. front. There's like, there's this way that they've done it where they, they kind of like, her, her calves are poking out through the back. And it looks really cool. I know that's a weird thing to say, but it, it does look really, really good, um, from the back. Uh, maybe even a little more so than the front. Um, cause things hang down a little more or a little more, they look a little right, busier. Right. Yeah. Like a little more go-go. Like, almost like she's dancing more, I guess, from the back. Well, I don't know. It's the figure explain. is interacting uh, with the, the way that they hang. It's a little more dynamic. Yeah, well, but it's, yeah. but it's designed that way, and it looks it looks really cool. Um, and and you know, for those of you who don't know, the sort of like filmation deal is that her and Natasha were very good friends. Um, uh, on the show, uh, maybe 
extra oh, good my. friends. Right. So, uh, which was which was applauded by many people as being pretty, you know, modern kind of an idea uh, uh, for for Shira. Um, and so I will be proudly posing her right next to Natasha, and they will be a team on my shelf. So, and that rounds out the end of the year for uh, our Motu that is year it for review. 2014. That's everything that hit. We've covered it all. Uh, we talked a little bit about 2015 and what's coming, but we'll definitely cover more of that. I do have one more note on 2015. For those of you who may have not have noticed, you know, Mattel's way of reestablishing trademarks is to print them on a box. As long as they print the name of a character on a box, that's right, their right. way of trademarking it. The two names that have printed on, that have, that I have noticed that have been printed on boxes this year of figures we have not seen yet are Dialamug and Song Stro. What the Stro. fuck is that? Dialamug is a filmation character. He Dialamug meaning Dial a face, like sure. as mug as in face. So he he's a horde character. Whose entire like imagine um uh Modok. He's like Modok. He looks like Modok. Except that all of his like he has like a top layer that's his eyes, a middle layer that's nose, and a bottom layer that's his mouth. And you can spin them around. Oh, so he's like, like, like a better Master Manny character. faces. Um well, you know yeah, Jester yeah, yeah. from Puppet Master? It's ex- it's that format of like three sections of a face that can spin around to make different facial expressions. But imagine that Weird. on Modoc, okay. and basically that's what you got. Okay, and the other is Song Stop Song Stro. Is he the guy from the live which, thing? Yes, they apparently they couldn't. It's the same thing with Ninjor and and you know all the other characters. They can't keep the names to for Songster, who was the the narrator character. Um, from the live action man live show, yeah, that, that yeah, toured yeah. around the tour, the touring, um, which I think is cool, and he was featured in the mini comics, telling one of the stories, um, and I, I think he's awesome. I'm, I'm totally behind both of those characters, and I guarantee you, you will see them in, uh, not necessarily the end of 2015, uh, I'm but at definitely and you meant Arnim Zola. You meant Modok? No, I meant I meant I mean like yeah, like his 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 torso is a face. He looks like Arnim Zola to me. Like Modok. No, no, no. Arnim Zola has the face in his torso and the little satellite yeah, but, but receiver. Zola has head. like a projection of a face on his chest. Well, that's true as opposed to an actual face. Like an act, I, like Modok is a giant fucking head with I'll say this. little arms and legs sticking out of it. Dialamug has crazy bendy arms and I'm with clamps at the end. I'm totally yeah. down with that. Yeah. So, uh, you will definitely, they are, they're at least trying to make those figures because every other time I've seen that done, cause I saw it with Castispella, I saw it, I saw it with lots of other characters. Every single time I'd seen that done, we've gotten those figures. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. be looking out for Songstro and Dialamug. In uh, either 2015 or 2016, we certainly will. Bo, I want to thank you for for being enthusiastic and awesome and having all the information. 
Thank you, Phantom. And uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this. And, uh, Bo, I'm going to let you sign off. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we never say goodbye. We say good journey. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.